ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Into the Hey, it's Enrico Falazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Rother Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotherfanatic.com right now. Check out our rankings, Matt Williams' player breakdowns, and our latest projections from Crosby Spencer. It's episode 81, the Aaron Fletcher edition. Today we have a special guest. He is an elite fantasy baseball mind. He focuses on pitching, but he knows everything there is to know about fantasy baseball. He doesn't take any shit, and he does not live in New Jersey. No, he lives in New York. Let's make that very clear. Please welcome our special guest today, Michael Simeone, also known as SP Streamer. Join your host, Christopher Deary and Michael Govier as they talk baseball with Michael Simeone. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll learn a thing or two, and at the end of the show, we'll all sit down on the couch, smile, laugh, and hug one another as we learn the moral of today's show. Take it away, boys! And welcome in to the next episode of the hey it's rico palazzo fantasy baseball podcast part of the road fanatic podcast network that's right we are live streaming like we always do deary is back on the scene deary how are you feeling today i'm here i'm great i've been up since 6 15 this morning i took a small nap you ever get in those situations where you take a nap and you wake up and you just feel worse afterwards that happened to me today so uh just woke up got myself a saint patrick's day beverage here so i'm ready to roll that's right, it's St. Patty's Day. It's the St. Patty's Day edition of the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Deary's back in the house at CDeary1999 on Twitter. I'm MJ Govier. G-O-V is in Victor I-E-R on Twitter. Of course, Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com is the email. You can send us emails. You want us to do stuff for you? You have ideas for the show? Send them to that email or DM us at Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. And we're also the same thing on Facebook and YouTube. Two L's, two Z's. Palazzo Podcast. Today's guest is a man who has a lot of experience with fantasy baseball. He lives in New Jersey. He has really grown his own brand to quite the acclaim. And nothing but good things happening over at SP Streamer. He does the podcast. He's known as SP Streamer. But he's also on the podcast that is his namesake, hosted by Doug Ishikawa, my main man, one of my favorite guys in the business. Let's give it up for Michael Simeone from SP Streamer. Welcome to the party, pal. What's going on? That shout actually kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, be prepared for those. Yeah, you, you've heard those. They will freak you and out. And by the way, I live in New York, not New Jersey. Oh, is that true? Yeah, I live on Long Island. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. But you're from New Jersey. No. Never Shit. lived in Jersey in my life. <laughs> Where did we get I'm, that from? I'm in the, uh, the, what do they call it? Uh, I'm in that league, though. But that's New York and New Jersey, baby. That's why. It is. It's Somebody. called like the Jersey Turnpike something. I don't know. So maybe, I don't know, whatever. I guess I just lumped you in. See, I thought Mike Curlin lived in New Jersey. Turns out he lives in Florida. Florida. And, and then you <laughs> don't live in New Jersey. Go. Shit. No, wow. I do not. I feel like an ass. Well, 
I apparently didn't do my homework, and I apologize to the audience. That's it. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. We'll try it again next week with Michael Simeone on the Hates Down. Uh, BK Rajma checking in because that's what you can do on the live stream with comments. We'll share your comments. We'll engage with you in real time. Turf, T-U-R-F. That's right. That's one of the regional leagues. So there's GLARF, which I'm a part of, the Great Lakes Area Roto Fantasy League. And then there's BARF, which I believe is the original, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's the West Side Bay Area Roto Fantasy. And then you got the Northwest has one now. And I think they're trying to organize a Southeastern yep. one and a Southland type one. So there's going to be wow. more. And they all have the same base. They're Roto 5x5, five five, except it's OBP, not average. Mm -hmm. And quality, quality starts, yep. right? Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, we did the Glarf draft, finished it up last week. I haven't shared my team. I keep meaning to do that, and I will. But the show's not about that today. We're here with Michael. Michael has a lot of experience with not just pitching. He plays fantasy baseball. He knows what he's talking about. So he's going to give us a lot of advice today. We're going to talk about breakouts. We haven't done breakouts in a minute, so this will be a perfect time since we're getting so close to the start of the 2021 season. And we'll go back into the value zone, find some deep starters, 350 ADP or lower. And that's usually NFBC ADP as of February 15th. And we'll look at overinflated draft prices with buttercups. We'll do Shatter Rad the Pine. And of course, we'll get into the Bozo Hour, do some Enrico's Inquisition and put Michael on the hotspot and see what we can learn about him beyond the silly, silly, but wonderful game <laughs> of baseball. First off, Michael, we want to know, Tell us one thing that has nothing to do with baseball about yourself. Um, hmm. Does it matter in what aspects we're talking about? Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I, I'm a kind of a nerd. I, I read comic books. and. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I went to the... Deary, you're going to love this, too. I went to the... Uh, there's an antique store. I already posted this. This Beckett I got today. Look at this. This is from right. March 1992. Wow. Cal Ripon Jr. For <laughs> those of you that are... It looks fresh. It is. It's in really good shape. I mean, it's... And look who's on the back. Phil Plantier. Anybody look remember Phil Plantier? Yeah, I was going to say, look at that stance. <laughs> that is crouching. God. For those of you that are listening to the podcast version, you can't see. It's a Beckett magazine from March 92. Cal Ripon on the front. And Phil Plantier of the Boston Red Sox, who was a highly touted prospect that didn't, didn't really... I think he might have had a 30 home run season for the Padres, maybe, but I don't really remember him doing a whole lot. So I got this, and they have a ton of comic shit at this antique store, Michael. You would love it. I uh, mm. I don't know if it's valuable stuff or not. You would have to be the judge of that. I don't really like. I'm not like a collector, like a collector. Like I don't go for like the old school stuff where like it's worth money. I don't care about that. I just like actually psycho. read them. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And like, you know, I get like the Funko Pops and like statues and people like leave them in like, the, nah, I take it out. I don't care about it. So you're that. not you gotta turning be, You got to be able to play with them. No, nah, yeah, I'm yeah. not in it. I'm not in it for money. <laughs> I want, you know, I want to actually, I guess, use it. That's shocking news. Breaking news there. Not in it for the money. I'm shocked to hear that. But hey, if you don't want to make money and you actually just want to enjoy yourself, good. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. <laughs> I also got this, Deary. This is for Deary. Look at this. <laughs> Cassette tape? Oh, my God. <laughs> it is a cassette tape. Yes. What's it say, dearie? Who is this? Fucking Sophie B. Hawkins. <laughs> Sophie B. Hawkins. There's only like 20 people that will get this joke. And Nobody none of them would watch this, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> dearie doesn't like Sophie B. Hawkins. Sophie B. Hawkins is a pop star from the 90s, Michael. So I you were probably. No, it was like 92, 93. I think this. Uh. Actually, this was. I'm sure the date's on this. Yeah, 1992. 1992. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Do you even have anything that could play it? 
I do no. actually. What? Yes. I, I have the explode. Have, oh, the explode my, plays uh, cassettes too, Mike. Yeah, the explode has a cassette tape my, uh, on the top of it. My Walkman somewhere at home. This is at my mom's house. <laughs> Walkman. That reminds me of our friend Dave. He's always asking to borrow people's Walkman. Yeah, this is like uh, this is like ten years ago. He's like, hey man, you got a Walkman? <laughs> Walkman? What are you talking about, man? We got phones and music on him. He's like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I mean, this guy runs. <laughs> this guy runs with a flip phone and asks for a yellow pages when he wants to figure out where he needs to go or call that's somebody. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, that Schoolcraft is watching. I don't know who that is, Deary. Do you know who that is? I have or maybe no that's idea. Michael's friend. I have no nah, idea. That's wonderful. Know. Wonderful to have you here. That's Schoolcraft. Schoolcraft share your name. A, yeah, share your name. And how we know yourself. you. Schoolcraft is a road over here, right by where I live, actually. There's also a college called Schoolcraft, so I'm feeling like this is a local Michigander. Anyways, uh, D. Mendy popped in. He said, that's a guy I'm going to destroy in Super Smash. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> we go back and forth, basically. Um, I just tell him I'm better than him at everything in life. And uh, but anyway, no, we both love Smash and we've like basically just constantly go back and forth about it um, at who's better, even though we've never seen each other play or played. Each other. <laughs> but wow. we said one day we'll we like both end up at a first pitch or something and that's when we'll play each other. Hell yeah. OK. Oh, this is a uh, Brad from Cincinnati. Anybody? Am I supposed to know you, Brad? I used to. Like Cincinnati. <laughs> I feel like an idiot right now, Brad. I'm so sorry. I was like 14. 16 years ago, I lived in Cincinnati, so Cincinnati Brad. And of course, <laughs> Cincinnati Brad, yes. We, it's a good I worked at TGI name. Fridays down there, so maybe we worked <laughs> at TGIF together. I don't, I'm not sure, but Coach, Coach is in the house. What's up, Coachish? Good to see you, buddy. Coachish is one of the, probably the best hosts in the game, and I'm not just saying that because uh, I am a host as well. He really is that good. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. You uh, you probably don't listen to my podcast, but um, <laughs> oh, come on, we, released an, we released an episode today and Doug forced me to do the opening and the intro. And obviously, like the first sentence, I messed it up and I started laughing because he's laughing in my face as I screw it up. And it was horrible. So if you want to hear a terrible intro, you can listen to our recent podcast. I do. I listen to the podcast. I I don't listen religiously. I admit that. I don't listen every day. And it's impossible. You guys don't there's put out many, episodes every there's day. There's too many podcasts anyway. I definitely listened to the Michael Lorenzen pod. That was legendary. So yeah, thanks. I, the day that came out, I jumped on and listened to it. And by the way, Brad uh, follows me on Twitter. So, Brad, thank you. Thank you for following and thank you for engaging in the show. Is Let's... that you or me? Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's got to be you then. It's got to be you. Because I'm, I don't know. I don't know who, Brad, there's too many mics here. Too many <laughs> damn mics, so I can't help you with that. But I do know that Michael Lorenzen is going to be playing a role in the show later on when we do Shine or Ride the Pine, because we're going to put Michael on the spot. Too many and I'm looking forward to what we and get. auto shine, oh. doesn't matter. Auto, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Why even ask you? Yeah. And it is Michael Simeone that he follows. We have finally solved this mystery. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for clarifying that. We Thanks want you, though. Yeah, Michael appreciates it. All right, so. You gave us some comic book stuff there to go on. That's fine. We'll move on from that. Uh, Deary, uh, what's going on with you? What's the latest? So, are what's you the latest? Closer? Are you any closer? It, I mean, TGFBI is done. Uh, Rand Slam is it still going on? How's your TGFBI is done. Rand Slam is just about to get into the last round. It's been auto picking for about eighty percent of our league the last five or six rounds. So it's really yeah, it's been pretty damn fun. Uh I got my three home leagues. All drafts are coming up here. I got one Sunday, I got one Monday, and then I got one next Wednesday. It's right before the season starts. So I'm uh getting ready to gear up for that. Super excited. 
And I'll be honest, man, like I have been so out of the game of fantasy baseball in the last like week and a half. Like I have been slammed at work. So we went into quarantine last year, like last last March 13th. And I'll be honest, like I didn't do shit for work for like a year. And now it's just like (laughs) ramping up and I'm playing catch up for the last like 10, 11 months. So I've been slammed with that. So I'm ready for the season to kick off. Hopefully I can finish up some of the stuff that I've been working on with fantasy that I wish I would have finished up about two, three weeks ago before I got slammed. So maybe maybe I'll have it done by the All-Star break. Who knows? <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah. Michael, did you do Rad Slam this year? I actually didn't. I did it last year, but opted out this year because I win way too many leagues. Too many leagues? Uh, yeah, all- there's no way to be able to pay attention to that, unfortunately. Best ball, though. I mean, there's only know, two fab periods. That. Yeah, yeah. But I would like completely forget it. I would completely forget about the fat beards. That's my problem. Do you play cut lines in general? Okay, so I, I get me, I get what's going on here. I understand you're busy. Not your favorite format, so it's easy to opt out. And you know you've got plenty of shit to do anyways. You did t- if you do TGFBI, that's more than enough because yeah. with 435 people involved, you're gonna get your fill and you're participating with the community, and that's enough. Really, I mean, Raslam, I like a little bit more because it's points, best ball. I like the style of it because you don't have to do as much, but I think it might be a truer test of an analyst in TGFBI. What do you think of that? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think it's just, um, I don't know. I guess probably I would say TGFBI just because we're also more roto focused. Whereas wow. like, you know, guys like Derek and Brian, the probably kill the wrestling because they know what to do and how to adjust and all that stuff. We're, we're not quite there yet. I feel like best ball is kind of up and coming, you know? Derek and Brian. Brian Seymour, Derek Rhodes, that is. Yes, yes. they dominate best ball. No, that's what, I mean, he did change the name, by the way. Brian was on the show last week, and he hinted that a name change was coming. The mm-hmm. name change is official. It's all called Roto-Wager. And well done. I like it. Roto-Wager. It. It's more encompassing. That was a smart change, Brian, and uh, we're very happy for you. And Brad's checking in again. Hey, I'm following you other two now. Thanks, Brad. Uh, we have finally closed the case on Brad. Brad, we appreciate you joining in on the show. If any of you guys have questions, pop them in the comments, and we will ask them directly to Michael Simeone. We got him here. We got the SP streamer in our clutches. We might as well maximize the opportunity we have here to ask questions. All right. So, we having said all that, we'll fire up the old Belvedere music here, do a little bit of housekeeping, and say thank you to everybody who's been participating. Mark Kiefer. Mark Kiefer is a really good guy. He lives in Colorado. And he had me on this podcast. I was his first guest. He just started a podcast. What Breaking news. Someone started a podcast. What a shock. And Mark, <laughs> Mark, you're a good dude. I'm glad you had me on. We only talked for about 40 minutes, but I got to know him, see his face, and see what he sounds like. There's so many people on Twitter you engage with that you don't know what, like, what they sound like or who they are because it's a lot of just text exchange. And we had a nice time. And he had a lot to say about Michigan, dearie, because his wife is a doctor, physician, and she went to U of M to do her medical work here in med school. All right, there's the connection. Love it. He asked me about, he's like, what's the deal with Zingerman's? Why do people get so defensive about it? And why is it so damn expensive? Do you want a $20 Reuben? <laughs> yes. So what would be your answer to that? Because I told him, like, it's just overpriced, and that's just how it is. But they it's do just take good those, care of their employees. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, it's an excellent market. They got amazing sandwiches, great selection of cheeses and wines and olive oils. But God damn, it's expensive. But on a football Saturday, that place is lined up out the door. I think maybe once a year I'll get some Zingerman's. But yeah, it'll set you back a few chuckles. <laughs> yeah, but Mike 
Mike lives in New York. So, Mike, Zingerman's is basically like your typical New York deli. You can find this place anywhere in New York uh, City. Okay. Yeah, I know what you guys talking about. It's, so, Zingerman's is a famous deli on the campus of University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And they're always like featured when there's like a broadcast of the football game. Like, hey, we went to Zingerman's. Like, the broadcasters fill in time with shit. And it's really, really overpriced, but it's mm. famous because it's been around a long time and they're kind of just known. And frankly, you could go to any Jewish deli in New York City and it would be just as good and probably cheaper. But it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just overpriced. And they also do take really good care of their employees. So I want to make that clear. I, I've heard good things about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fan it's, it's fantastic. It's just like, I'm not it's, paying $22 for a bag of chips and a pretty big sandwich, but I might need two of those. Oh, that guy's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. It's just overpriced and it's tourist trap. That's what it is. But, anyways, thank you, Mark, for having me on the show. I was also on the Friends with Fantasy Benefits podcast with Mike Werner and Justin Mason. Loved it. We had a great time. We talked about some position battles that are going down in LA and other teams, and I really enjoyed talking shop with them. Andre Semenez looks like the clear front runner to start at shortstop now for Cleveland. Things like that. So if you want to check it out, head over to Friends with Fantasy Benefits. Give them a follow and a rating, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That would be really cool. And speaking of that, you should also give a five-star rating and review to the SB Streamer Podcast. Doug and Michael do really great work. I have definitely rated the show because I went back to rate it and give a review, but I'd already done it. You can only do it once. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I can't do it twice. I tried. But you guys do great work, and you're really... You're really taking off, man. No, nope. all bullshit aside. Like, you've got a really strong base. The draft kit, which I purchased, was a very, it's a steal of a deal. I think you could charge more next year. I really do. And Everyone not that says that. <laughs> not that you have to. I'm, I'm, I got to keep undercutting everybody, you know? I got to make yeah, sure I, I keep undercutting Justin Mason because he hates it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. See, this competition going on there. Everybody likes everybody, but there's still competition. Oh, yeah. And it, in the end, I was given a draft kit even though I already bought it, for Potapalooza, which was a fundraiser that Justin Mason did in February. So on this show right here, I'm going to give away the SP Streber draft kit that I was given with Michael's blessing. I've already been approved. But uh, what should we do? How should we give it away? What should we ask for here? Like a, a comment, a, a follow, a retweet? I don't know. What do you want? What do you want, Michael? Me? I don't know. <laughs> How about a Belvedere trivia question? <laughs> <laughs> which may be like Sporer might be the only one that can get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anybody, okay, I'll put it out there like this. If there's anybody watching on the live stream right now who does not have the SP Streamer Draft Kit and wants this SP Streamer Draft Kit, retweet this uh, link to the show and tell us why you love the show. So I want you to tag the Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast, and SP Streamer as well, at SP Streamer. Tag both of us in your retweet of this live stream or the podcast and tell us why you love the show. There may be something you learned today on the show. And then I'll give it to you. I'll pick somebody. If we get more than a few, I'll randomly choose one in the Google random number generator. Some shit like that. Something like that. We'll do that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. So there it is. That was way too complex and unnecessary. Hopefully you understand that. We have questions, though, Michael. Right off the bat, look at this. Was Denelson Lamette so overhyped that he is now a sleeper because of the injury concerned? That's from Carlos Marcano, by the way. Hello, Carlos. We love you. Uh, do you want me to answer that? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you are the guy that drafted Denelson Lamette number one overall, but that was only because you first guys round won in the fantasy number one overall. I refused to do number one overall. It was just the first round. Um, well, it was your first pick, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you mean like for my team? Yeah, I guess. Okay. Do what? Uh, I thought you meant like 1-1. One, one. You know what I mean? Um, uh, okay. No, I mean, no, I still won't take him. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would want him to be in like the – I know it sounds horrible, but I would want him to be in like the 200 range. Hmm. So you – do you think we're looking at surgery here or no? I mean, Eventually. yeah, but it's not even – I mean, that's an issue. But even beside, before that, I still wasn't a fan. Oh, you because I, I, yeah, I really just think he's only one pitch pitcher. I don't believe the fastball at all. But Doug does not like when Doug you say loves like Lamette. He does. <laughs> yes, he does. He does. Passionately, passionately. Yeah. So we joke about it all the time. I know well, you guys do. So I'm many curious. people are out on him now that like someone like Doug who's still on him. Like if he ends up being right, like he's going to be running around yeah. naked across all the podcasts being like, I was right. Motherfuckers, you guys should have listened to me. <laughs> Forever. Most likely that'll be the case. Uh, Jeffrey Orbegoso. Orbegoso says, I can't decide if Michael's high voice is better than his low voice or vice versa. Once again, I assume you're talking about Michael Simeone and not me because I don't know Jeffrey <laughs> Orbegoso. Do you know Jeffrey Orbegoso, Michael? Mm, not that I know of. <laughs> Shit. You guys, you got to clarify the Michael you're talking about. There's two mics on the show today. So just we'll say do Mike and we'll do Govier. He's got the Monogre Esprit streamer. It's easy to use. So come on, guys. Help us out here. Do us solid. All right. Enough bullshit. Let's get down to business. Let's get into leading off. <laughs> In today's edition of Leading Off, we're going to do our catch of the day, which is where we give tribute and say thanks to somebody who had a great effort in spring training. Spring training is full of a lot of hype. Players having good outings, good pitching performances, uh, you know, good days at the plate. Vlad Guerrero Jr. went four for four or four for five yesterday at a four-hit game. A lot of excitement out there. So, good. Our first catch of the day. In the spirit of that, I want to say congratulations to... Sandy Alcantara, who threw a stellar outing today, five innings pitched, nine Ks, and the nine Ks is reminiscent of the complete game shutout he threw to seal the championship for me in 2019 in my head-to-head home league when he shut out the Royals on the last day of the season for our league. Uh, He threw exactly nine strikeouts, nine innings. Oh, so beautiful. So it immediately made me think of that moment. I'll never forget it. And we had Crosby Spencer and Paul Mamino on the show yesterday, Michael. And they were not so much Paul, but more Crosby. I, I respect. He knows his shit. And he was pretty negative on Sandy Alcantara. What is your take on Sandy Alcantara heading into 2021? I'm surprised. I actually really like him. Um, you know, the power sinker is ridiculously good. Um, I think his secondary offerings aren't bad either. Um, I don't know if he's maybe going to be as good as people are thinking. But um, I do like him. I think I think what's really appealing about him is that he went you know over 190 innings in 2019. So if he you know is fully stretched out and they let him go 190, that could be like really valuable. So I think that's what's really behind him. But I don't I don't like I don't know if I see him taking you know I'd have to see something from him to think that he's taking another step forward to like a low three year right. Wow. And as a strikeout pitcher, that's always a concern for some people that he just he doesn't rack up the K's. But I think 
he's still growing. He's still developing. Yeah, he's so young. Yeah. Yeah. People don't remember context. Sometimes they just look at the stats on a line and say, all right, this is what we got. This is what we had last year. And this is what will happen this year based on the projections. I feel like there's two types of people when it comes to fantasy with that, where like half of them will assume the growth is going to happen and they're trying to jump on it before it does, which is fine. And then you have other people who are like, I'd rather see the growth than I'll pay for the price later, which is fine too. Um, I seem to be the one where I like to wait. <laughs> at least, at least, like at that part of the draft. If it's later on, obviously it makes sense. You got to take risks. Like, why wouldn't you? Be stupid not to. Well, this ADP. I have a lot of shares of Sandy Alcantara. Over fifty percent of my NFBC leagues, but that doesn't include Fantrax, Best Balls, and other drafts I've done. I've, I've drafted him a lot, and sometimes relying on him as my SP2. So mm. I'm taking some risk there. I'm taking a bit of a risk and I'm hoping it works out. But I've also had Pablo Lopez mixed in just as much. And I know that you're a fan of him. Love Pablo. Well. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Um, yeah, he's got two really good fastballs and the changeup's amazing. Um, and he's like, I always like those pitchers you get strikeouts, but also induce like a crap ton of ground balls. And he does that. Hell yeah. Deary, Sandy Alcantara, 2021, Ian. I am in. Absolutely. Uh, it's what Michael said. He's got great stuff. He's going to induce a ton of ground balls. And I would have loved to seen what would have happened over a full season last year. I mean, he had a three ERA. I mean, the K per nine was not really that good, but they got a really good rotation there in Miami. It, it's too bad they play in oh, just yeah. a, a killer division that's going to be difficult, but he's not going to give up home runs. He's going to induce the ground ball. And like you said, Mike Govier is he's super young and like i think he has this is his season where he's going to advance and maybe next year he's a guy who's a top 20 uh starting pitcher so get on him now i think he's going to have a solid season i like to get a little bit ahead and if this is a dynasty league i mean that's a different context there's a lot of different yeah. ways to look at this as well but if we're talking redraft focus <laughs> i like to get ahead of guys that i think are going to take that step and that does involve that involves work Putting in the time, and that's why things like the SB Streamer Draft Kit are great for that, by the way. I will also say it requires putting in the time of your own to make your own final conclusion. You know, there's so much data out there. Uh, Michael, do you, do you get overwhelmed, honestly, by the data, or, or do you have to limit your scope of the shit you look at? Like, hey, these are my guys that I focus on in terms of analysts, and these are the sites I stick to. Obviously, SB Streamer is a great site. That's a great place to get your info. <laughs> Of course, that goes without saying, but besides that. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I feel like we're getting overwhelmed by a lot of new stuff too recently. Um, and I feel like maybe we just need to, it's funny because I get like excited about the new stuff as we all probably do. Um, but then you really got to like think about it and take a step back and be like, we don't even know if this like matters towards fantasy really. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like <laughs> it's good to get into new stuff, but otherwise got to kind of, um, I don't know. I feel like I just tend to stick with like the stuff we know that's viable, if that makes sense. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> or been around longer. I got no beef with that whatsoever. We were having this conversation the other day about how many different avenues there are to look at. You got StatCast and you got uh, everything, you know, Fangraphs. And then there's Road of Fanatics, our own website that we use too. And you got SB Streamer and you got all these places you can go to. And sometimes you just have to harness it in and make your own conclusions. Like Crosby Spencer yesterday, he does his own projections and they put them up on roadfanatic.com, our website, which are now available. And he spent a lot of time on that, but it was at the cost of missing out on what's going on in spring training. So I'm going to bring it back to this. How important to you, Michael, is spring trading data because I was asked the same question yesterday on Mark's show, like, 
What do you take away? And I said, if I see a trend of like five games or more of a hitter doing something, I'll start to take notice. But I, even then, I'm not going to over overly apply it to my profile of that player and bump them up. I think it depends what you're looking at. Um, I think stats don't matter at all. I think it's really stupid to look at that. Um, because I, there's just been so many times where someone killed it in spring training and their season was just shit afterwards. Um, <laughs> by the way, I like that we could curse on here. We don't really curse on my podcast. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of people do a lot of good things. Um, you know, you got curling with the lineups. I think that matters. Um, you got Zimmerman with the um, velocity, which I think absolutely matters. Um, although, I mean, you do have to be a little careful, too, because sometimes the guns can be off depending on the stadium. And then, um, you know, I think Colette tracks the um, the new pitches, which I think can be important, too. But I try and stay away from that a little bit because uh, <laughs> those things can take time to develop um, new pitches, especially. So I don't rely on that, especially because we hear that every year for every pitcher almost. And, you know, half the time, well, I would, I would say more than that, probably like 80% of the time, it doesn't end up working out. Um, yeah, it's like, I, then, he's in the best shape of his life deal. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> every year. For pitchers. Um, but it's just something to keep in the back of your mind, I feel like. And then you got pitcher list now who's doing the mechanical changes, which I think is pretty good too. So I feel like those things, I feel like what the community brings forward um, is really good. Um, and then I know people like tweet players playing well or these crazy pitches and it's all fun, but I just hope people remember to like take that with like such a grain of salt because it literally doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I think that's very, very wise information. Our buddy Peter from the other side of the Atlantic Ocean checking in. He loves his Marlins, so he's getting very hard right now mm-hmm. hearing all this. Sandy Alcantara <laughs> talk and Pablo Lopez were both uttered in the same sentence. Marlin studs, triple exclamation point. No risk there, another exclamation point. And then one more, Daniel Contra lit up the Mets today, exclamation point. Spring training matters. That's that's from Peter, by the way. Peter Pratt, he's a very, Peter's a great guy. I, I went on the Roto-Brits show about 10 days ago. We had a great time talking outfielders. And uh, we're still wondering, who is Steve? We're still wondering who that is. So that's an inside joke on Roto-Brits that no like, one else what? cares about. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> No one cares. It's Steve Guile. Deary knows who he is. Anywho, Steve, by the way, shout out. Hey, Steve. I'll be drafting with him this Sunday. Yeah, all right. Man, that sounds like fun. So I drafted with him last Saturday, and we had a good time. Oh, great. Your uh, home keeper league is done? It is done. It's in the can, and uh, I haven't even talked about that. Hopefully, when we get all these guests out of the way, which are almost over, we can start talking about our own leagues and stuff. (laughs) Sick of talking to these fucking people. They just keep coming on every day. Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. That's called sarcasm, folks. If you don't know the show, we'd like to have some sarcasm. We'd like to mix it up, have some fun here on the Hey, It's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, Palazzo Podcast on Twitter. Follow us. Utah, give me two. And check our bio for the link to our YouTube channel. You can see all the past live streams, so on and so forth. I want to read this real quick. This is directly from the SP Streamer Draft Kit, which, again, we're giving away a free copy today that I already won, and I'm like... Paying it forward, in a sense, with Michael's blessing, as I said. This is Sandy Alcantara. Sandy was able to squeeze in a little over 40 innings in 2020. Combined 2020 and 2019, he has a 3.72 ERA and a 4.41 FIP, which are pretty good numbers. Alcantara has amazing power sinker that is nearly impossible to get a handle on. The second offerings are good, but not great. He is still young with room to grow, and he did pitch over 190 innings, as Michael already referenced. That's not in the text. In 2019, making him a possible workhorse-type pitcher. If you're looking for upside at this point in the draft, 
Alcantara is a good option. Could have said it better myself. That's fantastic. Well done. Thank Mike, you. I love the I, movie trailer voice there. <laughs> Great work, though. I mean, kind of funny that I basically said exactly the same thing, and I did not remember what I wrote in the kit at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, just don't contradict yourself now and be like, yeah, he's absolute trash. He was terrible the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bum, 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 bum. I will tell you what. Fool this man. I know you don't mean it, but I will tell you this. Framber Faldez, I want to chuck in on this. Framber mm. may not have to have surgery now, yep. and things are looking a little brighter. Any comment on this, Michael? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you, mean you've, I know dropped, people don't know you're a fan. You were a yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah, I loved him. Um, but now with that injury, it's just... Um, I, I have to see where he's dropping for it to for me to tell if it's worth it or not. But uh, obviously that you got that injury risk now and we don't know when he's really, did they give a timetable? I don't think they gave a timetable, right? No, no, there's no timetable, but it mm. says no surgery, which we're interpreting as positive news, which could, well, yeah, he should be back. Like, yeah. Like that. Cause right now, I mean, I know it was a John Heyman first reported it, that there was going to be surgery and John Heyman's not always the wisest or most reliable piece <laughs> of information on the web, but <laughs> People were saying it's over. Framber fell and fell and fell and fell in so many drafts post yep. injury. And oh, here it is. By the way, Brian Rodman. He sucks. Capital letters. <laughs> it's kind of harsh. I feel like he's rubbing it in your face a little bit, Michael. But I mean, people think what they want. <laughs> oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. I want to share with I you. I could be wrong. <laughs> oh yes, you could be. You could be wrong. You could be. But. As far as Framber Valdez, I want to share with you, I drafted in Rob DiPietro's Draft Express last Friday. DC Express, 50 rounds consecutively. It took over five hours. It was a long, you know, you do a DC, which we oh, did yeah. with the Palazzo Invitational. That was 50 rounds, and that took 10 days, eight days. This, this all happened in five hours. It was it was intense, but I loved it. I loved it. It was right up my alley. Who doesn't want to draft for five hours? I, I just love that shit. I couldn't yeah, get enough great. of it. Yeah, I was upset I couldn't make that. It's a. I drafted for you. Hopefully, I drafted for Amber Valdez just for uh -huh. you because he kept falling and falling and falling. And at some point, I'm like, well, we don't really now draft and hold too. So this is draft and hold. There's no, mm -hmm. no transactions. You got you're stuck with the team you have. So it's much more riskier to take for Amber Valdez in this case. But I was like, you know, we don't know that he's out for the season yet. There's still a chance. What round you go? And I think it was 400. I'm looking at the draft board here. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, so you got what? You probably already got like six, seven pitchers. Yeah, let me share more. the screen here. We'll go live. Bum, bum, here we go. Oh, whoa. Okay, here it is. <laughs> draft board. <laughs> I'm on the end here as always. I'm always at the so turn. At the very, as I, right? I'm always there. Yeah. It's so dumb. I don't know how it started. Once I started doing it, I just stuck with it. But here, where is he? Framber. Here it is. Round 36. Wow. Right here. Oh, yeah, that I do. I drafted him after Luis Rengifo, and then I took Nicky Lopez. These are the type of players being taken. <laughs> Brad Miller, Martin Jeez. Maldonado. <laughs> Guys that may not be playing at all this year. Oh, I'm surprised he fell that deep. Wow. I mean, these are... Some of these guys, these guys know what they're doing. Fish and you know, obviously Torres and Zach and Rob. Of course. I mean, it was pretty surprising. I, but people were hmm. just... People were paranoid. I'll show you one a couple other things. Uh, Grisham and... Cookie Carrasco fell to like 120s. I can't remember which guy grabbed him though. Wow. But so that was an example of people were 
I can't find it in there, but it's in there. Anyways, people were worried about risk. They were paranoid, and uh, that's why that happened. So that's that's what's going on out there now with Framber. And I think if he plays, if he comes back in June, I think it's still. Oh, yeah, where you took him, absolutely. You got him for free. Right. So yeah. the question then is, let's say he comes back in June. I know we don't know that for sure, but let's just let's give a barometer here. So, hey, he's back in June. What's a safe place to draft him, roughly? Ballpark ADP is like 200s, 300s? Um, I hate doing this top of my head. I'd have to look. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to say 250. Okay. I don't know who's around there, though. There's no, there's no right answer. I mean, it's just a, no. Yeah, I know. So. I understand uh, that, Deary. What do you think? I mean, is it risk worth it to you, or would you rather just go in another direction entirely? Well, I mean, there's always going to be risk you're going to take in the draft. I mean, think about some of these guys that probably aren't going to make the team, and they're going to be at the the alternate site, and they're getting picked in the anywhere from the 13th to like 20th round. So, think of it that way. Framber comes up in June. He could be similar to like a rookie that comes up, and he's already a guy who's pitched in the league, and he's going to be able to give you possible SP two, SP three value. So. Yeah, I'd say I'd say around maybe 16th, 17th round. I'd I'd be okay with it as long as you got you know a, a nice stable ahead of him in terms of your starting pitchers. But uh, I mean, Houston's probably going to need him. I I don't really love what else they got going on there. They got some young guys that haven't proven themselves. Zach Grinke's one hundred and ninety years old. So uh, well, they signed Odorizzi. You're not excited about that? O- Odorizzi's the one guy that I do like. I think that was a great signing um, for them. We'll see we'll see how it goes and how how quickly he's going to be able to gear up. Hopefully, he kept himself in shape in the off season. But I think I think he's going to be pretty solid in, in Houston. <laughs> I feel like you could put them with like where the Severino Syndergaard types are going right now, basically. Ah, but not sale. Pretty... <laughs> I was just guess so not sale. Lower <laughs> no. or higher? Sale needs to go way lower. <laughs> well, it's, it, yeah. I mean, it's also it's also not an elbow injury or a shoulder injury, right? right. So I think that changes. A and lot. I don't know. I haven't really looked up. I don't know. Like, what's the likelihood of it affecting? I don't know. I don't know. We're not doctors. The sweet arcade cabinet back there. Yeah, what is yeah. that? I wanted to ask Mortal you, like, Kombat? Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3. Oh, I yeah. nailed it from afar. I could tell. I saw the yeah, black. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it looks like thundering lightning, lightning of Raiden. Yeah. yeah Finish him. Get over so it has, here. Yeah, it's Raiden. Yeah. Nice. Dude. So it has all three, the 1, 2, and 3 arcade versions? Yep. Did you build it or buy it? No, you buy it. It's uh, this company called One Up Arcade, I think it's called. Dude, and they have so many different ones. <laughs> they have like everything, every old fighting game that you could possibly think of, basically. Pit Fighter? I don't think that one. <laughs> That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That was the second Genesis. Uh, it was weird. It was like a Pit Fighter looked like real people digitized. It was very strange. It's a weird ass game, but it, that's Never all it was. Heard of that? People fighting in a pit. That's all it is. Same yeah. type of deal. And there's like a crowd chanting. It's kind of like a boxer, one of those Jean Claude Damme movies, something like Lionheart. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he gonna all kill right, well. you, Lionheart. <laughs> there it is. That's a little bit of a leading off. Uh, we'll move forward with the show here. We're talking a lot. Oh, River City Ransom, fucking a right. I love me some River City Ransom, dude. Shout out <laughs> to Con Queso. Which is spelled beautifully, by the way. Con C O N K A S E O Triple H. That is badass. Well done, Con Queso. River City Ransom is an awesome, awesome game. Anybody ever play River City Ransom? One of the best NESA games ever. No. Fantastic game. <laughs> Sweet, Michael. You, you. I've literally, I've never even heard of it. <laughs> so, is these two guys? You can be two player. You, it's like Double Dragon player. a little bit. Yeah, but like it's 
role player involved yeah. too, RPG elements, because you like buy food and power-ups so like you go to the stores you're running around river city and there's like these gangs trying to kick your ass they stole your girlfriend or some shit and <laughs> you're trying to find out what the deal is but you can like buy tea and you get stronger it's really dumb the things you can buy cool weapons so I like what it. system was this for any original nintendo entertainment ah, system okay. so it's an old 8-bit game so it, if you're not in an 8-bit then you're probably like i don't care it was probably did like you, 89 it came did, out probably. Did you know that Nintendo has the rights, or used to at least, to a porno video? <laughs> no, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I forget what it was, but yeah, it was made like a long time ago. Is it available uh, for purchase? <laughs> I don't know. Considering what else you've bought today with Sophie B. Hawkins and an old Beckett, maybe you can find the old NES I know these like random Nintendo facts for some reason. Damn! That sounds awesome. I'm totally down with that. I would purchase it. If anybody knows what Michael's talking about, let us know. The porno created or owned, at least by Nintendo Entertainment. All right. This is the Hans Regal Blasel Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network, where you can go and check out our latest rankings. We got projections. We got the Data Monster. It's got great tools, project outcomes on prospects. Paul Mamino's put a lot of work into this stuff, but we're combining more of the projections and X stats that Crosby Spencer's working on. So it's going to become more immersive and connected. It's going to get better and better and better. And in the meantime, we got great guys like Mr. Doctor, who is a big favorite of the SP Streamer crew, who does his closing remarks. If you got bullpen issues, and Lord knows there's a lot of bullpen issues out there, you need somebody you can count on. So rely on Mr. Doctor, Mike Carter, because. He's going to help you see it through, and he'll get you those closers that are later in drafts or people you can pick up on the wire after the draft, and they're going to make a difference for you. No doubt about it. All right. Oh, Mike Curlin's here. I hate Mike, which could be <laughs> construed multiple ways. Just here. So, oh, just here for Govier and uh, Deary. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. So even, though, even though SP Streamer already gave a shout-out to Curlin. So. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you think? Um, I found the name of the videos. So they are called Super Hornio Brothers and Super Hornio Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and they own the rights. They they purchased the rights and, and can, you know, they're all the only so ones allowed to distribute it. That is so good. That yeah, is you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. That's some of the best information we've ever received on this show from a guest i don't care about all the analysis about fantasy baseball forget that forget it that is top it took till Thank episode you. 81 to talk about super <laughs> hornio brothers <laughs> oh man that's great okay thanks mike <laughs> that made my day well speaking of more goofy and hornio brothers stuff let's get into enrico's inquisition where we ask mike about all kinds of stuff not having to do with baseball for the most part. Mike, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person? Wow, this is deep. Deep into my psyche. Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Oh, I knew you were gonna hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020 Dodgers? Oh, the 1988, by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first gut moment. <laughs> Get ready for some doozies, because it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, Enrico's Inquisition. <laughs> All righty. We are here with Michael Simeone, SP Streamer in the His House. We're talking Enrico's Inquisition. And I've been doing this recently, dearie, because I'm not getting 
the musical content I want from people. So I've been asking a new top question, a leadoff question. Favorite band, favorite music, favorite artist, uh, favorite musical group? Uh, you're asking me, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Deary, we've already known each other for a while. I, I could probably say New Order, Pearl Jam, something like that. He, you know, yeah. he would love those. Um, I actually really, I've always loved Queen. No shit. All yeah. right. Hell yeah. Um, like early Queen, any time, or any Queen. Any Queen, honestly. Um, I mean, my favorite, it's funny, I had like a little conversation with it, with the auntie. Um, I forgot what, he mentioned a song and then, I don't know, but anyway, we both, <laughs> both figured out that like our favorite songs are um, Somebody to Love. Oh, that's right. I feel yeah, like, uh, like my maybe fav- I... I can listen to that all day, every day. That's beautiful. That is very. Be- I was actually watching a movie the other day where that song was very much involved in the poetry. Uh, it's a stupid movie from the 90s. Dear, do you remember So I Married an Axe Murderer? Yeah, an amazing movie. Come on now, Mike Myers. Dude, I love yeah. that movie. You ever seen that, Mike? No. What's, no. Oh, what's, what's her name that's in it? Um, Nancy the girl. Travis? Nancy Travis, thank you. Uh, so he incorporates, he's basically Mike Myers, early Mike Myers, like right around the Wayne's World blew up back in the 90s, and he thinks he's married an axe murderer, but he does this whole shtick with like beat poetry where he includes somebody to love. That song, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he includes that part of uh, the Queen song at the end of the line. I don't know how he does it properly. I can't re, I can't do Mike Myers. I admit it. I'm not great at doing Mike Myers, but that's what that made me think. And I just watched a movie yesterday. So isn't life odd? Yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> a little weird. Am I supposed to answer? What I don't know what's happening here. So, all right, cool. So we're with Michael Zimione for SP Streamer. What you sipping on, Mike? <laughs> uh, Elijah Craig. Gotcha. Elijah Craig. Yes, good stuff. I'm bourbon. Yeah, I I like constantly. People constantly give me this bottle, and I I I love it. But like, it's just weird. I guess everyone happens just buying the same one. I have so many of them. So obviously I'm doing the only thing to do, which is trying to drink through all of them. Yes. <laughs> Deary, you approve. Elijah Craig is fantastic. I think we have a bottle upstairs in our cabinet. Is it better than Woodford? <sighs> I don't know, man. Woodford is mm, so close. So good. They're close. Um, it's I mean, my favorite, I like rye more so than bourbon. I mean, I love both. Um, so my favorite what? rye is Basil Hayden's. Yes, Basil. Oh. Yeah, Basil Hayden's my favorite. Yeah, they're dark rice the best. Jamie talked about Basil Hayden's a lot. I think I... uh, uh, No, I finished the bottle the other day. Don't have it. (laughs) Brad's back. Brad loves him some Basil Hayden's. He's down all day. Yes, sir. I've got to tell you, what is the difference? Because I don't know. I really... I've read it like several times and I always forget. It's something... I don't know if Deary knows, but there's something to do with the way it's obviously with the barrel. I don't don't freaking know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my wife would know, but she's not. There's a know. difference in taste, I can tell you that. <laughs> ah, there but, you go. That's um, all you need to know. Yeah, I don't know how it's made, though. If you're not distilling, who cares? W.L. Weller. Hmm. Never heard of it. Deary, you ever heard of W.L. Weller? Brad is checking in. Peter Weller? Says, if you can find a bottle, W.L. Peter Weller, yes. <laughs> I mean, I obviously love Blanton's, too, which is the little glass I have. It's just Blanton's. Oh. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. That is a tasty whiskey. All right. So we're talking with Michael Simeon here in Rico's Inquisition. Michael, uh, stars or stripes? Uh, stripes. Stripes. Okay, cool. Uh, Bill Murray or Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell. Hmm. Just because I, I haven't really seen a lot of Bill Murray stuff. Really? 
Yeah. I feel like that's more, um, not that I'm young, but I feel like it's a little bit more before my time. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, he was in a movie this past year where he was nominated for a Golden Globe, I think, but don't see it. It's terrible. Terrible. Movie. Okay. <laughs> Do not see it. It's called On the Rocks, and it was way overhyped. Way overhyped. The one with uh, Rashida Jones is in that one? Yes. Not good? Not good? All right, good. I watched it, and my initial reaction was like, this is just so lame. I, I don't know what they're trying to pull, prove here. But uh, by the way, as soon as we started talking about the difference between rye and <laughs> bourbon, they're rolling Rye's in. Bourbon. Born. Bourbon can only be made in Kentucky, says Con Queso. <laughs> and then Zach Nelson. I believe this is Zach. Zach, is this you? Zach Nelson? Rye versus corn? I don't get that. Oops, Maybe that's, that's how it's wrong. made. That's probably how it's made. <laughs> <laughs> the rye versus corn is probably how it's made. People are giving us misinformation, so I'll just leave it there. I'll go to Google later and find out the truth. And I probably won't even do that because I don't even care, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think, you know, if you want to drink whiskey, you want to drink bourbons, you want to drink rice, have at it, enjoy yourselves. Everybody's earned it. You put in a lot of hard work, Mike, and I think you've earned it. So I will give you that. That's right. All right. Uh, bourbon is 51% corn. There it is. All right. <laughs> I've been looking forward to asking you this question because you are the SB streamer. So, sliders or curveballs? Yeah, I, I get mad at you for this question. Oh, because let's hear it. What about change-ups? Oh, uh, change-ups change change or splitters? Change-ups. <laughs> You're right. Wow. I mean, I'm a sucker for a good change-up. I mean, obviously, Pedro's is like the best ever. Um, Maybe I, we should you make know, it. I love Luis here. Castillo. Um, yeah, I love it, man. I mean, I feel like the off-speed pitch is great, especially if you got a good one and. You know, a lot of times leave those batters way out in front where they fall to their knee. Give me a changeup. Wow. I think, dear, I think we should change the question going forward and include changeup as an option. I dig I it. Know. I love a changeup. <laughs> uh, I, I, could, I could never throw a changeup. That's why I always just stick with sliders because that was the only thing I could throw. I couldn't throw a changeup. Really? Is it harder to throw a changeup than a slider? My finger, my fingers just weren't big enough to wrap around to try to do like a circle change. And also, I didn't throw hard enough with my fastball that like the enough difference different. in velocity yeah. just wasn't going to fool anybody. It would just be a meatball down <laughs> the middle. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's pretty important, right? I mean, Johan Satana, that's a classic changeup. He, he made a whole career off that. That's I mean, the K's come from that difference in speed, not necessarily the breaking stuff, right? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And I never considered it. I feel like you you will not be on the show every week, but you'll always be a part of the show now going forward. Nice. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, every time I listen, I'm like, how does no one say change up? No one's ever said that. It's funny because people will not go out of the bounds. It's so weird. Life is strange. If you just give people a prompt, <laughs> they're just going to go A or B, and they will not be like, well, what about this? Most has anyone ever said fastball? No, 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 no. They just stick with whatever Mike throws out there. Now it's going to be change up against the Ephus. Yeah, oh, I, 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 I watched. Uh, I watched I Care a lot last night. Has anyone watched this movie? Oh, how is that? No, I've wanted to. Good. Yeah, uh, I thought it was shit, but you guys okay, can make your conclusions. And, but the whole point is like, people get put in positions without giving anything away. It really doesn't, and then they don't question things. They just go along, and then the next thing you know, you've given up like. <laughs> Everything. Everything. That's you really crazy. should. Another wrong questioning things, people. Make sure you try to stop and be like, maybe this is not right. So even if it seems like it's right on the surface. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, do you prefer the East Coast or the West Coast? Uh, seeing that I've only been to West Coast once, and I was like ten. East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, uh, I thought maybe you had a West Coast experience and you were dying to get back there. You never know what people are harboring internally. So. Mm. Uh, Taco Bell or Wendy's? Taco Bell. Hmm. Not a big, question. not a big Wendy's guy. No, eh. spicy I'd chicken sandwich is pretty good. I, I'd much rather McDonald's or Burger King over that. Ah, the classic, the King. Sure, I understand. Uh, <laughs> would you rather go to a baseball game or a concert? Baseball game. Not even, is that even a question. <laughs> it is a question. Yeah, I'd rather go to a concert. <laughs> oh, oh come on. All right. I can watch a baseball game at home and have a great time. I'm not watching a concert at home and like having a fantastic time. I'd love going to concerts, yeah, although it hasn't a happened point, in a year. Though. Oh, breaking news, Mike. Christina texted me today and she said a year ago today, her and I and a couple friends of ours, we were supposed to go see Silver Sun pickups a year ago. They didn't happen because it was canceled because of COVID. On St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that's what the, everything started like a couple days ago. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, Mark Kiefer said... He had a beef with your thoughts on opening day. He listened to one the last show we did when you were ripping on opening day. And he's like, well, why could you rip on opening day? But I just I rip him, going inside to the game. <laughs> That's what I told him. I tried to tell him that in Detroit, it's a holiday and it's just a shit-faced free-for-all where people are laying in the streets with <laughs> solo cups everywhere. It's That's exactly what it is. Yes. It's, it's annoying. Just, I'd rather sit at home, like you said, and watch all. I'm more interested in all the games. Like. I want to see what's going on and watch opening day, every game on MLB TV, flip around yep. and just soak soak it all in. What do you think of that, Mike? Sounds amazing. Do we know what time the first game goes off? Uh, that's a good question. I'm sure we could investigate. Might have to watch it at work. Well, they still, <laughs> are they still doing like the uh, the game like the night before, the night game that they've been doing no, the last couple no. of years? Um, first day is April 1st, and it's like a bunch of teams, I think. Probably the Reds. Usually the Reds was always that, that first game, yeah. right? Yeah, but that went Usually. away. They stopped yeah, doing it. On it. Yeah. Oh, they got they teams at 105. All right. Woohoo. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, yep. there's, uh, doing. no one's going to work. 8, 10, 12. Every, it looks like everybody plays. Uh, what are your thoughts on Wander Javier and what's his upside? <laughs> This is a random question from Dusty in Colorado. Dusty is Colorado. It, isn't he the the one in the Wander Javier account? Is it? <laughs> Have you ever seen that account? No, I haven't There's seen like that There's like an one. account that's obsessed with him and just always like trolls people with him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's him. <laughs> Mike, uh, yeah. So Mike Curlin has given me permission to tell that uh, for opening day, me and Curlin are going to host a live stream marathon all day long. Yeah. So... We're going to host it together, co-host style. So anybody wants to pop on and guest, we've already talked to a lot of people be coming on, including Michael and Deary. You can hop on too. We're going to be doing I'm it. I'm in. Like, Curlin like said it is him. Seven-hour marathon. Oh, it is It is Curlin. Okay, cool. That's going to be awesome. So you guys are just going to be sitting there in your pajamas, rubbing your nuts, uh, talking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And having two hosts, though, helps, though, because then we can take breaks, too, when we have to piss and stuff. Because seven hours is a long time. Not that it'll be seven hours. It could be five, but it's going to be a long. We're going to do as long as we can do it. Why not? Do the, do the whole day. season. <laughs> Just get we a, didn't a have- live feed. People will be popping in <laughs> each day. That'd be amazing. <sighs> I don't have a job, so technically I could do that. But yes. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, Curlin's in. He's ready, dearie. Wow, you're sick. Curlin, you're a sick man. Anyways, <laughs> was it Wa- so Wander Javier, he's, he's a prospect for the Twins, right? I'm not the prospect guy. <laughs> but he is. Th- that's who he is. He so is I'm a pro- prospect, yes. Yeah, he's a prospect for the Twins as far as I, last time. And I this heard. guy just, you've never seen his account. It's amazing. He just trolls everybody with it. No, I, it's okay. amazing. <laughs> well, shit. I've got some work to do. I, 
I don't know everything. And then sometimes there's pockets and bubbles in like little areas on Twitter that are their own little worlds and you never get exposed to them. It's very strange. It's true. What one person's heard of, you've never heard of and vice yep. versa. So yeah, you never know. I don't know everything. And I admit that freely on every show. All right. Well, I want to move on to other things. There's a lot more things I could ask. So let's just get to it. For love or money. Definitely love. <laughs> Has anyone said money? Yeah. I don't think oh, I've... hell yeah. Oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. That's probably about 30%. Oh. I think Brian Seymour said money last week, didn't he? Yeah, but he had, he had like his own like he had his own kind of like spin on it, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely a love for me. I've always been someone who like it sounds terrible, but I never really cared about money. Um, I always just wanted to make enough to like have a house and then a family, and that's it. I don't care any besides that. That's so, not like, terrible. That's a great. No, well, I know, well it kind of sounds like I have like no motivation for my job, but. No, um, no, no. Yeah, no, I mean, as long as I can pay the bills, that's all I care about. Otherwise, I'm not like someone who strives to be, you know, a multimillionaire or anything like that. You have a Mortal Kombat arcade console behind you, so you definitely have done okay with money-wise. I mean, that's pretty cheap, actually. Like, not cheap, but, like, you'd think, like, something like that is, like, a thousand bucks, maybe? That's, like, $300. What? Nice. Yeah, go oh, on yeah, the website, yeah, dude. Yeah, I would think uh, north of like eight, <laughs> nine hundred bucks. Nope. No, because they wouldn't. They're they're like brand new. They're they this company is probably a couple years old, and that's they're like, you know, becoming pretty big because of that. They're making it yeah, easily easy. Because if it was like more than consoles, then people probably wouldn't buy a lot of them. And they, yeah, so they have to because I'm sure they build them themselves, and it's cheaper I mean, made old, too. Like it's yeah, not it's hard old. to make them. I think they just get like the copyright and just make it. You know, digitized yeah. basically, and that's it. Yeah, if they overcharge, then they wouldn't. I, it just it's like, like mainly just cardboard and like the computer is like behind the screen. That's it. It's it's pretty much yeah. empty inside. So that's why it's oh, cheap. Yeah. By the way, nobody had anything to say on Wander Javier, <laughs> so I'm leaving. Thank you for wasting my time. You You're go. welcome, Dusty Colorado. We failed you, and there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to move on with our life. We do wish you the best, and we thank you for being a part of the Head Rico Plato Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We got Michael Simeon, SP Streamer, with us. We're talking live. We're live streaming. We've got a lot of comments today. Very active audience. Thanks for being a part of the show. And those of you that listen on the podcast version, you are not any less than these people. You're just as important. You can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to have that. That only helps us grow as a show. And I think we do a pretty good job here. So we would welcome that. Thank you so much. Don't forget, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. On Twitter. And me too. on Facebook. Those are our two main areas. The YouTube channel is the same thing. You can find the YouTube link in our Twitter bio. Okay, now let's get into some more fantasy baseball talk here. Let's get into the goods. This is why we got our guy on here, and I want to have some fun. So, you know, I want to ask you this real quick. What do you think of when you think of breakouts? What does that mean to you, Michael? Um, yeah, I almost was going to ask you what your meaning of it was when you put it on the thing. Cause I feel like I everybody doing that. Everybody's like different with that. Um, I don't know. I guess I see breakouts as guys going like the middle of drafts that could go to like the upper echelon, you know, like, um, I guess move from like, you know, I guess like, uh, you know, like a 10th round pick to like a top five potentially. Top five rounds. I don't know. Something like that. Whereas I feel like sleepers or however else you want to you know, do it, that's like much later. Yeah, sleepers versus breakouts. I think breakouts are probably a little 
closer towards the top of the draft than, than sleepers would be, right? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike, we need shit. definitions to this. What, what are you looking so, for here, Mike? No, I just want people to do it how they want it. So I left it open to interpretation. I don't like to box people in. So I just want to have a good time. Oh, breakout. So we're going to talk breakouts. Breakout. And for breakouts, they can be defined oh, by any way you want to do it. I don't give a shit. I am open and down breakout. with interpretation. So, Michael, give us. First breakout. All right, I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Yarbrough. And I know he's kind of a popular name, but whatever. I'm all in on him, too. Uh, I just think he's got a really good cutter and change up. And um, I kind of like the way he uses it, where he puts it towards the outside of the zone. Uh, they both tunnel really well. And it's really hard for pitchers to basically catch on to either one of them, especially the way he throws it. Um, I feel like Yarbrough, too, is something, if you watch him, he's uh, – who posted it? Uh, I think Fast posted it recently. He seems like a really smart baseball player, you know, like he knows what he's doing and he knows how to really set up hitters. Um, so I think he's really good at that with the really good arsenal. Um, I think he should start more than ever really this season because I feel like they're going to need him. He definitely will piggyback at times, which is going to suck. But he at least it could get you wins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, plus he increased his swing strike percentage, his K rate. Everything went the right way last season. And in the past three seasons, everything's just trending up. So I feel like he's a no-brainer and someone I've been targeting every draft. You are not alone. There's a crew. What are they called? The Yarbros, right? That's yeah, the Yarbros. <laughs> You're uh, uh, along with uh, baseball pods and yeah. – at least someone else, I'm sure. I'm gonna be moving I'm, averages. Oh yeah, he's in it too. Okay, yeah. I've, I was, I was sold by you guys. Uh, I wasn't really targeting him, but I've drafted him a few times because mm-hmm. I just, I trust what you guys say, and I liked what I saw too. I, I like to combine him with high strikeout guys, kind of limit my ratios. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think his K's are gonna go up, but we'll see. Well, that'll be a, that'll just be a bonus because at bare minimum, I do think he can keep my whip down, and so anything yes. beyond that, where I've been taking him, which is still like. 220s, 230s, 240s, generally. So it's not that big of a risk as opposed to like taking Alcantara at like 120 or 110. So, all right, dear, what do you got? Give us a breakout. I got Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, so ADP 172 right now. Uh, he betted 333 in 2020. I think if we would have played a whole 162 games last year, I think he would have been rookie of the year. He had an excellent average all the way through the minors. He was on pace for 23 home runs last year, 100 RBIs. What I really, really love about Ryan Mountcastle is they groomed him in the minors. Spent five years in the minors. He's an excellent bad ball hitter who can hit to all fields. And he's got some power. So that's what I really, really like. Fantastic hit tool. And I love the park that he's in. So he's a guy that you're probably going to sneak into the top 100 next year. Uh, look for a big season from Ryan Mountcastle. I love that. I think Mountcastle, initially I was like, wow, I can't believe his ADP is so high. Everyone else is buying in so consistently all off season. So there never was a chance for me to really pounce on him. So I didn't get a lot of shares of it because I just didn't like I like him. But there's a difference between liking a guy and then the price you're willing to pay. And that's where I was like, I like you, Ryan, but I can't pay the price that people have forced me to pay. So if he drops, I'll take him. Yeah, uh, I would have liked the price more of like a, you know, in the 200s, thinking maybe 16th, 17th right, round. Right now you're getting him in probably the 13th, 14th round in a 15-teamer, 11th or 12th round in a 12-teamer. 
Uh, quickly, uh, any thoughts on Moncaster? Are you a fan, Mike, or just kind of um, whatever? He's yeah, I think I think he's going. I think the problem with me is I'd actually prefer uh, Santander right there. Um, hmm. I think the power is a little more legit, and um, I think he could hit you know for decent average. So I uh, I've been getting him more so over Mountcastle. I do have a share though. Um, the upside's intriguing, but I think he's like like kind of like you said, he's like being taken right at the right spot exactly. So like there hasn't been a lot of chances for me to like grab him when he falls a little bit. That is so fetch. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Ryan Moncastle. He's going to be a great player. He really is. He's going to be a classic just hitter. He's a hitter. That's what he does in a Camden Yards. Summer rolls around. He's going to be crushing the ball. People might be saying, hey, where is he going to play? People are trying to start to doubt his ability to make the opening day roster all of a sudden and being a everyday player, but I don't see that <laughs> being a problem. You find ABs for guys like Ryan Montcastle. Yeah. Because, yeah, Trey Mancini can DH still if you know he's <laughs> back in the fold. Montcastle plays first. He's not as good an outfielder, I don't think. You got Austin Hayes, Cedric Mullins, and Anthony Santander, like you said. And then if Santander gets traded even, which there were rumors of in the offseason, I'm sure that could open up even more opportunities. But I don't see anybody pressing him. The only guy I would say who could press a situation is my guy, DJ Stewart. And I really like mm. DJ Stewart, but I don't like him enough that he's that elite that he might push him because he also has a ton of injuries in his past, which have always been his biggest problem. So, Okay, very cool. Very cool. We got a lot of people chiming in here saying uh, Sixto Sanchez breakout. Yep, this could be the year. That's Brad. And then T. Oscar Hernandez in 2020. Did you mean 2021? Or <laughs> Definitely you, meant 2021. Are you questioning his 2020? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I'm the not pandemic really sure, just uh, started. It's only ni- 2020. We're only doing 60 games. Sorry, guys. Oh, God. I would hate to relive it. It's not going to start till July. Oh, God. And Brian did say, that was Brian Rodman. He's three Fosters deep, so he's kind of drunk. And I don't know if people drink <laughs> Fosters still, which is amazing. So It's pretty gross, isn't it? Foster's it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. You ever had a Fosters, Mike? I don't drink. Uh, I don't. Here's a fun fact against about me, I guess. I don't like anything carbonated. Oh, that is a fun fact. I uh, for, There's just something about it. Like ever since I was a kid, couldn't drink soda. I just there's I hate the feeling of it. <laughs> You're better off, dude. Soda is an absolute void. It just uh, has yeah. no value whatsoever. So, oh, oh uh, <laughs> oil cans. Oh, he's us. Bride says I'm 46. That explains why he drinks Foster. Okay, I didn't know that was a, a beer of the people who in their 40s. Anyways, <laughs> we've had more comments pop in here too. Sam Jacobowitz wants to know: Should I trade Glass now for Tim Anderson? In a points league, not Roto, a points league, uh, which would be Tim Henderson's pretty valuable in a points league, in my opinion. Think so? I think, I mean, if it's a Usually points league that, that counts for all hits, though. singles, doubles, triples, yeah. if it's that kind of points league, yeah. Yeah, I guess. No, I walk, mean, they do value steals, though. Yeah, he doesn't walk as much. That's true. So if it's, then, it depends what the exact parameters the are. Yeah, we probably need a little more info there. They're both pretty close, though. Well, let's just keep it simple then. Do you like Tyler Glass now this year? No. <laughs> See? That's what it comes this down is, to. This is the third time he's come up. This came up yesterday, and we had an argument about it, and then benched with Bubba. My guy Bubba came on with Toby a couple weeks ago, and Bubba was saying, hell no. He wants nothing to do with Glass now. So it's a real mystery. It's a real mystery. And I know that doesn't clear things up for you, Sam, and we're sorry, but sometimes... We can only give you what we think, and then you'll have to just see what happens. you got to make your own determinations in the end. But I would rather have Tim Anderson than Glass now, in my opinion. I'll say that. 
very clearly right here. And now. All right, Michael, let's go back to you with another breakout. Hook us up with another breakout. One more. Uh, sure. So that's going to be someone who I've been talking about a lot, which is Aaron Savale. Um, I think he's really close. You know, I think the foundation's there. He started going towards the breaking balls a little more. And both are fantastic. I think the issue last season was the uh, the sinker. And that was because he was leaving it over the middle of the zone too often. Uh, whereas in 2019, he really put it at the top of the zone really um, at a consistent rate. And that's why he was able to get all that, you know, soft contact. So I think coming into this season, especially with the new arm slot and um, how he's notoriously been pretty good with command, I feel like that's something that he could fix. And I think if he actually just reels in that sinker a little bit and then focuses more on the cutter and um, uh, curveball, I think is he th- is his <laughs> third pitch. Um you know, I think he can really take that step forward. And, um, you know, I, I think he could become like a top 20 pitcher. Tribe has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out to Doug, right? I forgot to ask. <laughs> it just made me realize when I saw that drop. I forgot to ask you, do you prefer Master and Commander or Survivor? So I just got to throw that at you right now. Uh, Survivor, because I've never watched Master and Commander. Damn it. Listen to this, though. Tell me you don't know what you're doing. hand was rope or gun. Quicks the word and sharps the action. This is passion. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> Isn't that intense? I don't even know what, the, what it is. Is it a movie or <laughs> no? <laughs> what the hell is it? <laughs> it is a movie, yes. It's a film right. from 2003, yes. So. Yeah, I mean, when you're 10 years old, you're not too interested in going and seeing Master Commander. But when you're 23, <laughs> like Mike and I were, yes, you're in the theaters opening night to see Master and Commander. And this is part of like, and this is like Russell Crowe's like, you know, this is when he was his, at his at his highest peak. It was. It was after Gladiator. That's true. Uh. But I actually never saw it until like a year ago. <laughs> I, think, I think his best performance came in Les Miserables, personally. Wow. Okay. Similar style. I, I oh, you're, oh, you're, I see what you did there. Yes. That's sarcasm. Well done. That was really good sarcasm. Cause yeah, yeah. I thought you said we do that on, on the it. show, but you know, you're right. I didn't even pick up on it. That was damn good, dude. I'm I was impressed. about to go off about how much I love Les Mis. <laughs> I, I mean, I am a big Les Mis fan, but uh, obviously the stage play over the, over the film. What Mike explain what SP streamer does and the benefits, please. This is from Brad. Like, Can you, like our I don't website? know. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I mean, he's, he's interested. Uh, I mean, website-wise, we are doing like we're really focusing on the niche that I kind of built my account around, which is streaming. Uh, we're doing streaming basically everything. So if you ever want to stream anything, you could check us out during the season. Um, and then we have our membership, which comes with a Discord. We do everything in there. Um, you know, we go through analytics. Um, we did a draft together. Um, to kind of talk about strategy and how like me and Rob DiPietro kind of like, you know, maneuver around drafts. Um, and then we do these things called mini deep dives, which they all love. You just throw a player in, we throw you a mini deep dive uh, within a day or so. And we have like fun competitions. We run leagues. We do a million things there. Um, and then plus in season, obviously you have like 24 seven access to me, the writers, and um, we could answer your questions basically like instantly. Website looks so, yeah. good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks. This, yeah, this is great. Well done. Yeah. So that's it. That it's a fantasy baseball website, of course. So you're gonna learn about fantasy baseball and get opportunities. And you guys also have a Discord, right? 
Yeah, I just talked about it. Oh, did <laughs> I guess you weren't listening. <laughs> I was listening to the words you're saying, and you said, yeah, we have memberships, and we have yeah, many deep dives. We do a lot of fun things. It's in the Discord. <laughs> oh, that's okay. See, that's the part I missed. That's, yeah, yeah. It's good, man. It's growing, too. We got like, I think we just hit a little over 200 members, which is sick. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. How did you start? Did you just start up a Discord and say, hey, everybody, come on in? That's how Yeah, I started it uh, the middle of last season, and I only had, I think at the end of last season, I had like 30 people in there. And then for some reason... Uh, did you do it for free? Started joining. No, no, it was always... Um, it was a little cheaper. I think it was like 11 bucks, but now it's 15 for the year. Okay, wow. That's fantastic. Again, really severely you, undercutting everybody else. Good. You want to get in there? You want to... You want to grab people's attention. You got to give them a reason yeah. to come aboard beyond just the material. Because let's be honest, even though you do great work and you got a lot of content, everybody's got content. So yep. what makes you stand out? And exactly. sometimes that's being cheaper at first. And then people will be like, oh, well, I like what you do. And it's a yep. little bit cheaper. And then they'll be exposed to more of the stuff that really connects them to the brand. Yep. You already know all this stuff, though, because that's what you're doing. So I don't need to tell you that. All right. Uh, Deary, give us one more breakout. We'll move on from this segment. Okay. Similar ADP of Ryan Mountcastle, also 172. I like Nick Solak this year for the Rangers. Great. Oh, play, yeah. Great play discipline. Uh, you know, for a young guy, he's going to have upwards to 10% walk percentage with a K rate under 20, which I really, really like. He may play positions very poorly defensively, but he can play several positions. He can play anywhere in the infield. You can slot him in the outfield. Uh, in 2018 and 2019, through Double AA, A, Triple A, and MLB, he had a super high home run to fly ball rate, which I like. Lots of ground balls, and the speed will help him when he does hit the ball on the ground. So, I, but I, I would like to see maybe some more line drives from him. Really low swinging strike rate, and he's amazing hitter in the zone. So great in the zone hitter. Unusual for a guy who's going to have 20 plus home run potential. And he's also going to have 10 plus steel potential so he's a guy at 172 that's probably right around the great the value i'd love to see him maybe a couple rounds later but he's a guy who's going to be able to have multiple eligibility if he can give you 20 plus home runs 10 plus deals maybe bet 275 he's probably going to bet fifth in that lineup for the rangers uh i think rugnit odor i they're like slotting him at like number four right now rugnit odor doesn't even need to be on that team anymore just put nick solak right in the middle of the order he's gonna be just fine so i like nick solak this year Ah, it, Odor. I'll tell you. Genius, genius, <laughs> genius. Well done, Derry. That's a great pick. I yeah, can't I like even that. I can't even I've lost track how many times I've drafted Nick Solak. Uh I definitely Thanks. took him in my home league on Saturday. I jumped up to get him because it's an OBP league, and I think he could provide a little bit of value with his batting average and the whole profile, plus steals and the flexibility. This league, my home league, has it doesn't just have outfield, it's left field, center field, and oh, right field. Oh Jesus, <laughs> why? It is brutal. brutal. So a guy like Solak has even slightly yeah. more value for that, those filling those holes. And it wow, because you couldn't start like you couldn't. I have Acuna and Trout on the same team, but sometimes I can't start them. There's that's one annoying. outfield spot. There's a general outfield spot, then three regular outfield spots. It's that's insane. It's, it's got issues. I, I love all those guys. They know how I feel about it. We don't have Fab either. It's annoying. Whatever. Uh, okay. I have to show armchair over here. What mug I'm drinking from. Oh, there it is. Hell yeah, that's Russell's. You got Russell's, Russell's. mug. Hell yeah. Nice. Dude, this logo is amazing. Dude, that is sweet. I had to get it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh. Deary, he, Russell's done so much for us with the gifts and stuff. We should definitely, each of us should order 
two of those ASAP. Russell, we're sh- failing you as human beings. I'm going to show up at Russell's door with a gift. It's going to be Master and Commander. We're going to sit down and watch it. <laughs> yeah, together. and you can clink your two armchair roto cups together. So don't forget, <laughs> Russell Withers is a great guy. He's been a very big proponent of our show. He makes those amazing gifts that are master. See, this is what you're missing, Mike. These Master and Commander gifts he makes about a Plaza podcast are so dumb, but they're so <laughs> funny because it's so stupid. It's not- if you see the movie and then you see these, it just makes you laugh and I want to thank you, Russell, for that. I, I owe you a mug, and I'm going to buy a couple, and I'll probably give some away here because that is a sweet mug. It really is. Solid. Yeah, you also great. you you have your it's own solid. mug too, Mike. You can buy an SP streamer mug as well, which you gave away okay. for your bold takes the other day, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. We uh, hit 8,000 followers, so. Wow. Had to do something. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with 10K. I feel like I need to do something crazy. You need an SP streamer snifter. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, he gave up the... Yeah, so thank you for that. Armchair Roto, Russell Withers. Follow him on Twitter, at Armchair Roto. He has his own website. You can go there, and he writes articles. He's really good at really, it. He's got yeah. some great strategy going on there. That's so awesome. he he writes about strategy in a way that makes it simple enough for you, but also gives you some edges. So shout out to him. Well done, Russell. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being a part of the community. All right, we're moving on here, onward and upwards. Next up, we're going into the value zone. We're talking starters that you can find ADP 350 or higher. And I think, I remember we did this, what, a month ago or so, Deary? And some of the guys were bitching like, oh, I can't find starters this deep. I'm like, what? You're not trying. You're not you're not working hard enough because there's plenty of guys that are undervalued every season and they will rise up. And we're talking 12 team leagues too. I'm not saying 15 team leagues either. I'm talking starters that are just being dismissed now, but they're people that you'll plug into your lineup, maybe not opening day, but maybe by May at the latest. And you'll thank us later because these are values. And I want there's people to si- there's know There's 600 that. players throughout all the rosters. There's going to be guys in the 450s that will end up being top 250 players. It happens every year. You just got to find them. It does. It totally does. And I don't know why people miss that or they forget that. Uh, maybe they're brain dead. Maybe they're tired. I don't know. But sometimes you got to go to the value zone. You got to get in there. So ADP 350 or lower. We're using NFBC ADP since February 15th. So you guys have a rough understanding of where we're going from here. So we'll let the song play for a second, though, so people can enjoy it. Ten rounds of gun. Time to put my money on the line. Passing, sure my guy will be mine. Right into the value zone. Right into the value zone. Oh yeah, okay. All right, Michael, let's go. You are up first. Give us something good. Um all right, I'm gonna lead off with someone I tweet about today, which is JT Brubaker. Oh, uh, shit. Pitcher for the Pirates. Yeah, um, he has a sinker that at times he has a little issue uh, locating, can get hit hard. But a lot of sinkers, do, you know, that tends to happen. But he creates a lot of ground balls with it, which is what you want. Then he's got a slider um, that is like top of the league. It was actually better in CSW than Zach Plazak's slider, which is also phenomenal. Um, really high put away rate, just absolutely. Um, filthy basically and uh a lot of hitters can't catch up to it um he has a good up and coming curve that i think he could work on and if he can um, maybe add a little movement to it then that's what could be his next step forward uh has always had good command he had like one of the better command pluses last season 
Um, so it's really just a matter of him developing a little bit. Again, another young pitcher. Um, the only problem is he's with the Pirates, although they seem to kind of try, be trending the right way with what they're doing with their pitchers. Uh, we kind of saw it with Musgrove a little bit last season. Um, so, yeah, so I think he's um, someone definitely to target late uh, because he's got that upside. And if everything clicks, I think he'll give you a ton of value. I think Eno Saris is another guy who has said good things about Brubaker. Mm. So if you're looking for mixed company that you'd like to be in, that's there a good go. example of it. So SP Streamer and Eno, what else do you need? The pitching. <laughs> who else knows pitching better than these those two guys? Seriously, they don't. All right, Deary, give us your value zone choice. All right, so I'm going to go with Tyler O'Neill. Uh, Mike, you've talked about him, and oh, I actually shit. think I actually think I may have <laughs> I actually think I may have talked about him in the value zone like a month ago. But I'm going to keep touting this guy. Uh, so ADP is 472 right now. In the last week, it's been as high as 255. He's absolutely scorching the ball this spring. Uh, unbelievable power. He's got plus power. He's got 70 power. So I don't care what that park looks like when you have power like Tyler O'Neill, I don't think it's going to matter. Now can the batting average stay steady? Can he cut down on K's 60 games last year, batting average under 200 Batted 260 in 60 games the year before his rookie year. So sees lots of fastballs. He's going to have a very good opportunity to get 500 at bats this year. He's got to improve on that fastball uh, swing strike. rate was okay. Last year at 14%. He's been pretty decent against off speed stuff, which is very encouraging for someone who's younger, but I just love the power. I love that he's going to be batting, you know, probably sixth or seventh in that lineup. So he's going to have some opportunities with Goldie and Arenado on base. I love Tyler O'Neill. He's starting to move up boards and I think he's going to continue to move up boards in 2021. He plays a bush, so that's pretty cool. I've been waiting to use that bush drop. In fact, I just had it set up for Tyler O'Neill because that's who I was going to talk about. I'm oh, not I'm kidding. sorry, Mike. Ooh. No, it's great. That's great. I can just move on to the next guy. My guy, my starter, 350 ADP or lower, is Carter Keyboom. Carter Keyboom is a guy that they want to make happen in Washington, and he's been given opportunities, third base. Uh, they don't have as many guys in the mix last year. They signed a lot of guys last year with Starlin Castro and Esdrubal Cabrera and... Thames and some of those guys are still there, but Cabrera's gone, and I think they want they want Keyboom to take this job, and I think I think it's going to happen. And at this point in the draft, where he's going, which is I'm still blown away by this. This is as of February 15th that he's got a 485 ADP. Uh, he's been a min of 263, so he's definitely been moving up recently, but it's still a max of 504, and that's in the last couple of weeks. I think. Carter Keyboom is going to be a great value. Somebody you could take late. I like him even more in OBP leagues because he's got a good eye, good plate discipline. He can get on base. He will get the chance to thrive in a lineup that I think, I think it'll be pretty damn good. It's going to be much better. Forget what you saw last year. Go back to 2019 and now focus with Josh Bell in the mix. Starlin Castro actually is a nice little value himself too. So mm-hmm. Keyboom had, all, yeah, great point here by Rajman. He had the LASIK surgery in the offseason. Thank you, Raj. Mm-hmm. And it, According to sources, which again, this could be like, you know, best shape of his life stuff, but it's an actual physical change. If his eyesight was questionable and the LASIK helped him, that's good news. So that can't hurt him, although maybe it could, but he's an athlete. They probably gave him really good care. That's my opinion. Uh, our, oh, I took Keyboom in the Raz Slam in like the 35th round or something <laughs> like that. And I was like excited and dancing about a guy that I took in the 35th round. <laughs> Hang on a second. Uh, I never thought this would happen. This is the first time this has ever happened. Someone's uh, calling? Yes, we have a live call. Ooh, let's do it. This is the first time in the history of the show. Uh, Mike, can you hear me? Can we hear you? 
Yeah, what's going on, man? I had to call. I called the number. <laughs> this is Mike Curlin, of course. Mike Curlin uh, from the Basis Order Podcast. Hang up on him. What's going on? So I actually brought a question because I, I am watching the show. I'm having a lot of fun. It's always a good time. Um, is there a player that all you guys were completely out on when you started drafting and that you turned complete 180 on and ended up drafting a lot of as season as the draft season gone on? Hmm. That's a great question, Mike. Uh, do you have one you want to share with us while we think about it? I actually do. That's why the people have asked me about Dylan Moore, a guy I was completely out on, turned around, and now it's like I can't get enough of the guy. Like I dropped him in a lot of leagues. I have way more shares than I thought I was going to. And I was like, oh, this is interesting because I was really vocally out on him for like a good amount of time this offseason. Turned around, and now I'm targeting him in a ton of places. I mean, it goes to show you, you got to keep an open mind because more information comes out. Uh, lineup spots, you know, he's looking like he's trending upwards at this point. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of liking Dylan Moore, and he's a guy I've completely changed my tune on. That's a great one. That is a very, very – that's almost ideal because he's one of the three buzziest guys, like Zach Plesak and Kevin mm-hmm. Biggio. These are some of the buzziest players, polarizing players all off season. And there's enough a data out there and enough bullshit out there about him that your opinion could be turned on more. That's a good call. Um, Mike, do you have one? Yeah, it was actually going to be my next guy. Oh, <laughs> so really? Kind of works out. <laughs> this is perfect timing. Well, yeah. It's um, a perfect I segue. I don't really know how I missed him um, originally, but I'm falling in love with <laughs> All right, well, uh, no, no, no. I'll hang up now. Thank you for having me. Oh, Appreciate yeah. it. And, uh, <laughs> I want to listen to the show. I can't listen to the show. I can only hear you talking, Mike. So, uh, oh, okay. Well, have, a good uh, have a good one, guys. Yeah, uh, hang keep up and up. listen. Thanks, Mike. There it is, our first show, our first call ever in the history of the show. That's, yes. All right, go ahead. That was, cool. That was uh, cool. I'm going to start calling you randomly now. All right. Um, I got to call Mike. Mike puts his number out there for his show. I got to call him. So, uh, so that's Tariq Scooble. Um, oh. I do think he's going to be in the rotation. It sounds like, I think I was reading a beat reporter today for Detroit where they basically made it sound like he, he should make it, but no one really. Who really knows? Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, he had a really high carry rate of 27.6% last season. Uh, he's never had a carry rate under 30% in the minors. Um, overall, he, uh, <laughs> he, you know, he got a lot of chases outside the zone, inside the zone. Um, but most importantly, something that we all love, he went to driveline this offseason. Oh. Um, and he actually wanted to um, change or i guess increase the movement on his changeup which is crazy because his changeup is already really good um so yeah so again i think he's got you know he's got a really good changeup. the four seam is always good too uh the slider you could throw into the mix as well so i think he's got a lot of strikeout potential there uh driveline always does good things his adp is super late uh so as long as he makes the rotation i feel like he's a no-brainer especially because if he can just, you know, locate his pitches a little bit better, I mean, if you're getting a pitcher, you know, past pick 300 that's going to get you a 30% K rate, that's ridiculous. Yeah, we're obviously we're both Detroit guys, me and Deary, so the Tigers are our squad. And So what do you I think? Do you think he starts up? Somebody said the other day that I respect over at Motor City Bengals, I think it was our guys, uh, Roger Castillo, Marty Tallman, oh, all those go. guys. Chris Brown, really smart. They 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 are in the know more than we are even. And they said it's yes, it's getting more difficult to justify not having him nah. in the rotation opening day now because the way mm-hmm. he's pitching and That's the right, other right. alternatives. Yeah. It's, 
but they could still do it. You know, I mean, they're cheap. Nah. They're, Cleveland's known to be cheap. Detroit is just as cheap now. Trust me, because Chris Illich has taken over. Used to be not like that with Mr. Illich, but um, things have changed. Mm. So it's still a toss-up, in my opinion. Deary, do you have any any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, do you like Tarek Skubal over Julio Tehran, Jose Hirinha, <laughs> or Michael Fulmer? I would say yes, yes, and yes. Tarek Skubal, he had a problem locating the fastball last year, like Michael said, and walks were a problem. He pitched 32 innings. This guy was an absolute stud through the minors. He's got much better stuff than Casey Mize has, and Casey Mize has looked like a yeah. disaster this um, spring training. So I think Scooble needs to be in the rotation. I think you throw Urania over into the bullpen, more of a long relief guy. I want to see what Scooble has, and I think there's no reason not to have him in the rotation. And I think the value of where you're getting him at right now is really good. Like Mike said, like a guy who's going to be able to strike guys out, and you're getting him in what the 450s, 460 range. I like Scooble. I think he's the number one prospect for them behind a Matt Manning. I think Manning, just because of how big he is and big, tall right hander, is probably a little mm -hmm. ahead of him. But we're going to see more from Scooble earlier. Uh, yeah, you know, Jose Urania. These, these fucking one-year deals of these just garbage guys. I think they're just building depth. Like every team is yes. doing that this season. Yeah. They're all just building depth because they don't know how, you know, uh, how far they can let these guys really go. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to give Scooble 175 innings. You're probably can looking, we, if he's in the rotation, 120 innings. Can we tell Matt Williams to stop watch spring training because Julio Tron is not a good pitcher? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Matt is a pretty smart guy, <laughs> as we all know. I mean, he's as, uh, he's as foundational and grounded with his information as much as anybody I know, but he did have a good outing today, so he's, he's not joking. I don't think You're Matt not. is joking today. I will so. never trust I have him. rode the Tehran train for like five years, and once every four starts, he'll come out, go six, seven innings, strike out eight or nine guys, look fantastic, and then just give up like six bombs the next game. So He was getting destroyed by the Rangers last yeah. season. I, I, Rangers, I, the worst offense in the league. Terrible, I think yeah. him. six, seven years in the league, we know what Tehran is by now. I want to see something new. I want to see something shiny. I want to see Tarek Skubal. <laughs> okay, well, look, here it is. Today's game, T -day, this afternoon on St. Paddy's Day. Remember, St. Paddy's Day, people might be hungover down in spring training. Just going to throw that out there. Baseball players do drink sometimes. <laughs> sometimes they drink. Scooble, three innings, one hit, three walks, six Ks today. This is against the Phillies, by the way. And then Tehran comes in, four innings, one hit, seven Ks. On surface, it looks pretty damn good. You're right, but... <sighs> Who'd the Phillies roll out today? Probably not Bryce Harper, Alec Baum, Reese Hoskins. But they, I mean, they had their guy. They had, I mean, Kingery was the two-hole <laughs> with Roman Quinn leading off. There not you the, go. Not There's the, two yeah. strikeouts right there. There you go. Yeah, I mean, there's Harper and Bohm and Herrera were in later in the lineup, but a lot of guys that are not elite. So do, like Mike said, yeah, there you go. I think that's fair to say. But I I, I think I think Scoobles deserving of the opening day job as the fifth starter because Michael Fulmer's just not there either anymore. So he's deserving, but will he be there? I say it's 50-50, I really do. Didn't they say that might go six-man too to start? Oh, yeah, well, they will. They will yeah. eventually too. That's a good point. But in the beginning of the season, that's still up in the air, I think, right mm. now, based on the latest information. So we may see like nine or ten different starting pitchers for the Tigers this year. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, the overall whole course of the season, injuries pile up, all that. But out the gate, Scooble, if he's on the opening roster, I would get, I would commend the Tigers. I'd come on the air and say, you know what, Tigers, I commend you. Well done. <laughs> You're not fucking around. You're keeping it real, and I would respect them for that. But 
that doesn't always happen. That's more fantasy than anything else. All <laughs> right, uh, where the hell are we? What happened? Uh, is it Mike's turn? Deary, what happened? Who? Huh? The mic just went. No, uh, Deary. Deary, go again. Mm. Give us one more. I see so, a name on there I like. Colin Moran or Alec Mills? I think, yeah, I think Moran. I, 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 Maybe we could let uh, Michael talk about Alec Mills. No. Nah. <laughs> Did He's you been see my post? For this. I, I saw it, yeah. Yeah, I'm I love it. annihilated for that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> people. Like, they're bold predictions for a reason. They're supposed to be, like, out of the – like, and I had to put, like, uh, two crazy ones. It was that and the Marlins one that people were uh, destroying me for. Sh- share it for people that don't know, Mike. Uh, so I did a bold predictions recently for uh, Fangriffs and – Wait, 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 wait. Insane fantasy tape. That's what we call it here. That's what they're called here, okay? There you go. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, <laughs> I had a lot of comments on it. Let's put it that way. Um, one of them was one of the more controversial takes was um, that Alec Mills would be the SP1 for the Cubs by the end of the season. <laughs> wow, hell yes. <laughs> Threw a no hitter last year. Yeah, it was basically just like I, fe- I feel like him and Hendricks are basically the same identical. Picture are identical pitchers. Um, it's just a matter of can Mills get to that level. So I said, what if he does get to that level and Hendricks happens to take a step back? It's not absolutely crazy to think that could happen. Yeah, it's I guess it's semi crazy, but not completely. <laughs> wow, that's well, that's what you do with those. Right? Exactly. Fantasy takes. That's what you do with insane fantasy takes. So that's how it goes. And if, if you don't read the context of the thread to start, then you can't comment on it. That should be a rule on Twitter. But, of course, it never will be. So screw everybody who bitched about it. All right, Derry. so who'd you go with, Moran or Mills? Yeah, we'll go with Colin Moran. So ADP 396 right now. This guy's a high BABIP guy. He's going to have RBI opportunity. RBI opportunity. He's going to bat in the middle of the Pirates lineup. I know the Pirates lineup is not good, but he's going <laughs> to lead the team in RBIs. He had 10 home runs in 52 games last year, so there's 25-plus home run power there. Uh, barrel and hard hit rate went through the roof last year in his third season, 13.4% and 47.2% through a third of a season. Uh, fat, uh, fastball per- or fly ball percentage did not skyrocket, which kind of surprises me, but the home run to fly ball rate did to 32% last year. So can he do it? Can he do it with guys on base and scoring position? So this is the thing that kind of concerned me is when no one was on base last year, he batted. 293 otherwise he batted under 200 when guys are on base or scoring position so get that to like a 250 to 275 area and Colin Moran will be a pretty good value is playing time going to be an issue uh obviously he's not playing third base he's over at first base now I mean they signed the old man Frazier over there but I think Moran is probably the guy there could probably be some trade value with Colin Moran if he has a solid season he's only 28 years old uh Pirates obviously in rebuilding mode, so maybe they could pick up some more prospects. But I think at the value you're getting him at of ADP 396, I think Colin Moran can be pretty solid. He's done this over the last couple of years where he has this like three-week stretch where he just mashes the ball and like a head-to-head categories, weekly categories. Like he could really just help you out a lot. So I, I like the value there, so I'm going to go with Colin Moran. I forgot to press a siren earlier when you mentioned 10 home runs in 52 games. Short sample size. Haven't heard right. that yeah, I know. I blew that. That was my fault. Poor producing on my part. I apologize, everybody. All right. <laughs> Colin Moran. I know some people I, I like, I respect. Uh, I've drafted him because uh, he doesn't cost anything. And 
he did hit the ball pretty hard at times in his career. So there's there's opportunity in Pittsburgh. And people think no one's going to score in Pittsburgh. They're going to actually score runs, folks, because they have to. They're going to play 162 games. So someone's going to score the runs. Someone's going to drive them in. There might be a game they score 10-plus runs. It'll probably happen. It could, yes. What are the probability of that? I'll bet 20 bucks that the Pirates score at least 10 runs in one game this year. I'll bet 50 bucks on it. I'll bet 100 bucks on it right now. <laughs> I'm going to say they do it three times. Oh, wow. Damn, okay. Now we're getting into the... Uh... Insane fantasy takes. All right. So there it is. Well done. Thanks, guys. Nice effort. Some good names. We're giving you some good information here on the Hey, it's Rico Plato Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com. In fact, speaking of Matt Williams, he dropped a new player thread today. So you can go check out who that is. They're all indexed and organized on rotofanatic.com. Don't want to miss that. All right. Don't forget we're Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, Plaza Podcast, ProtonMail.com. Utah. And you can send us emails and questions and all that jazz. Let's do the final segment here of the fantasy part of the show. Show's almost over. We're almost done. Hang in there. You guys are doing a great job. Really proud of all you. Michael Simeone is here with us. SP Streamer. Him and Dougie Chicago do the SP Streamer podcast. And the website, spstreamer.com. You can sign up for a membership today. Don't miss out. They got a Discord. They got tons of fun. There's, there's too many things to name. I can't even name it all. It's a great time. And I'm giving away the SP Streamer draft kit that I got in Potapalooza. So if you retweet the link to this show and you include a tag of Plausible Podcast and SP Streamer and tell us what you learned on the show, we will pick a winner after the show is over. All right, let's do... Uh, do we have time for this? Uh, Mike, how's your time? Are you running out of time? You got to go? What's the situation? Oh, it's um, here forever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go to opening day. Opening day. Wow. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Forever. Forever. Uh, okay, forever. then, yeah. We'll do, uh, we'll do forever. A... Is he still talking? Yeah, it's forever. I forgot, how, I forgot how long that goes on. How he many does that sound lights do you have? <laughs> uh, oh, we got a, Oh, there's plenty. You know, there's. Yeah. Good morning, my neighbors. Got that one. So. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. There you go on. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, I should have used that one more. I just say during podcasts, I'm so used to complete silence. So like, when as soon as you play one of those today, <laughs> I'm like jumping at half of them. Like they're scaring me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I like, don't I expect it. <laughs> <laughs> Finish. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Fuck ancient Egypt. Uh, okay, we're not going it? through all of these. Yeah. Although oh, Michael, Mike, Mike did say he has all day, so it's yeah. be a while. Hey, he started it, not me. So all right. Okay, so let's do some uh, buttercups here. Buttercups are overinflated draft prices. These are people that, you know, you, you might draft, but the current price and the value that is assigned to them is just too much. It's too much, man. You took too much. So let's start with Deary first. Deary, why don't you give us your first one? I got a piss, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, I picked the wrong guy. All right, Michael Simeone, why don't you go first? Hurry up and piss. All right. Um, yeah, so this guy is actually kind of trying to convince me otherwise, but I'm going to go with Tyler Glass now. Uh, which I mentioned before, I don't like him. But, I mean, if you saw that slider he was throwing today, or uh, he actually calls it a slutter. Um, <laughs> it looks pretty – a slutter, yes. S-L-U-T-P-E-R. Okay, right. um, I want to make sure I heard that correctly. It looks – yeah, it looks insane. I actually had um, uh, Andrea on – I don't remember what her Twitter handle is. Um, 
but uh, she told me about it at first, and I was like, seriously, that's what he's calling it. Um, yeah. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a new pitch that he's been working on. It looks ridiculous. But that's what Glasstown needs. I mean, he needs a third pitch. Um, but like I said, I'm someone who wants to see it before I really buy into it. Especially with new pitches, they could take a while to develop. Um, you know, just because he's throwing it now doesn't mean he's going to be able to throw it. You know, 15 percent of the time in season. So his main issue is, yeah, the strikeouts are great, um, but a lot of hitters are now just laying off that curveball, and uh, they're basically sitting on the fastball. And because he likes to throw the curveball low and he doesn't have actually that great of command, he's leaving the fastball down the middle a lot. And that's what led to a lot of hard contact with him, and uh, that's what led to that four ERA. So mm. I think unless he adds a third pitch um, – I think he's going to be kind of stuck in this area where he's going to get a lot of strikeouts, but his ERA range for me can be anywhere from like a three, seven to like a four, two and where he's going as an SP two and some SP one, um, you know, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't really make sense to me because I feel like there's too much risk there. Perfect. I could have said it better myself. That was a well thought out case. Is this the right person? Is it Andrea Lamont, Roto Lady, or no? Uh, no. Hold on. Sorry, Brian, you were wrong, but you tried. Thanks for trying. He's just trying to fill in. He is. He did a good job, Brian. You were our third man there while Deary was gone. Deary is uh, now so, back. Sorry. So it's Andrea. I can't say her last name. Um, but it's at Scout Girl Report. At Scout Girl Report. Report. Guess what? You may I'm have go saw her Yarbrough arbitration case video. Oh, yeah, has yeah, like yeah. views. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah we had her I, on the pod. Uh, She's really smart. You had her on the pod already? Yeah, Damn really it. good really good analyst. I uh, messaged her to be on the pod, and she never got back to us, so I guess. Really? Was, yeah. Hmm. Either she was overwhelmed. Again, she, maybe. Yeah, she might have been overwhelmed because it was like right after that came out with the uh, Yarbrough uh, arbitration video. Maybe. And then she got, she said she got flooded with a lot of requests, so it's. It happens, but mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys got her. I'm glad you got out there. Good. Mm -hmm. that, that's good for our overall game here. Good for the overall business of show in fantasy baseball. Definitely. All right. So Tyler Glassdale is not going to change. And you want me to change? Fuck you. And that's fine. That's Tyler Glass now. Apparently, he's pissed. Deary, give us <laughs> somebody who's overpriced. Oh, we got an overpriced guy. Okay, here we go. I'm going to go with Alberto Mondesi. Oh, ADP boy. 25. Definitely. He's another guy that everybody talks about, right? So if you want to collect all of your steals with one guy, go ahead, grab him in the second or third round. I'm not doing that. I'm going to find those stolen bases elsewhere. In TGFBI, I took Trevor Story and uh, Luis Rob Robert. There's my 50 stolen bases right there. I took them in the first and third round. That can keep me away from him. The concerns I have with him is you're paying for one to two cats. You're paying for runs and you're paying for stolen bases. If the walk rate can go up, then maybe those steals can be upwards to 50. He's going to strike out a ton. He is a plus fastball hitter, but he really struggles with off-speed stuff. So that's really going to concern me. And hmm. within the zone, his Z contact is not very good. Like 77% for a guy who is a guy who's going to try to be a, a contact hitter to get on base. I don't think that's good enough. He needs to improve on his bad ball hitting as well. His, his O swing needs to be a lot better for a guy that has speed like that. Just do like an intro and just slap the ball around and get on base like that. So where you're getting him at ADP 25, I think that's just way too high. I would rather have him in like a fifth or sixth round. Now, if he can come out and 
hit 20, 25 home runs, then the value is there. I don't see that happening. So I am out on Elderberto Mondesi at the value that he's being paid for right now. Bye, Felicia. Fair enough. I got no beef with that at all. Nope. I agree. Especially with Bobby. Yeah. Was Bobby Witt Jr. on the rise here? People are getting hyped. I still don't know if he's going to make the opening day. That might be a little bit over the top. And in fact, Eric Cross, really, really wise man that I respect, who knows prospects as well as most people. He tweeted the other day, now's a great time to maybe sell high in your dynasty leagues on Bobby Witt Jr. because the hype is so great that you Mm. could get a huge haul in return. And he still... Anybody can have a good stretch. He still has strikeout issues, and those could come back at any time, especially once the season gets going. So I'd be very cautious, but that's still something that's in play. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think when you're relying on one category among all the other cats on one guy, it's too risky at that high a price. Would you agree, Mike? Yeah, definitely. And um, I forgot what Rob Silver put up, something about him, like a really interesting stat that – it's just like the likelihood of him doing what we need him to do to, you know, produce um, hit the value that we're drafting him at is like would be historical. Basically, um, it'd be like one of the best performances ever. <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> you're you drafting know, his ceiling, basically. Yeah. Um, so much recency bias there. It's ridiculous. It was just one month. I was literally shocked when I first saw his ADP. I was baffled because it made no sense to me and i did not think he was going to be a second round pick at all yeah i thought the fantasy community was a little smarter (laughs) oh boy now some people love him i mean i get i mean there are reasons behind it that make sense like yeah he could be horrible for a month and then really good and like what if he just kind of keeps rotating months he still might produce what you want from him um but i'm not no not for me I, I I did draft him in the second round once in one draft. I can't remember which one it is. I've done too the, many the, drafts. The Palazzo now. Invitational you did. Is that the one I did it in? Yeah, that was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, are you in the problem. one I'm drafting now? You are, right? No, we no, were in, we're in League one. one. That was like 10 uh, years ago. So. Yeah. Well, how many? Uh, good. You know, we could use an update. What round? How far? More, how much time do you guys have left in that thing? I'm actually you're the last on the, one. I'm on the clock right now. Uh, round, four, round 49. Oh, we're almost done. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Woohoo. That's good to know. Thank you for the update because I hadn't checked it with Derek to get the update. And once you guys finish this, round 49 and 50, that'll be it. You're the last league. We'll close it off. It is closed off. And then we will work on creating the big-ass trophy for the overall title on this, which I'm very excited about. Oh, and we want to thank you. Overall. <laughs> oh, we are, yeah. All four leagues, we're doing it overall. Uh, which okay. would have, yeah, you, you probably should have known. You should have been told that strategy-wise, but it might not make a huge difference. It's only yeah, four it's, leagues. So it's, it's not like it's not 50 leagues. Yeah, but, um, but thanks for being a part of it, Mike. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right, let me give you my buttercup. My buttercup is Eloy Jimenez. Uh, you know, he's going thirty-one ADP since February fifteenth on NFBC.com, and that's just too soon for a guy that doesn't do much the other than hit for power. Uh, I don't get it. I don't doubt his talents. He definitely is a highly touted prospect, but. This kind of goes back to the argument that Deary was making about a guy who does one thing. He could do two things. He could hit 270, 280. If the batting average goes up, that's a little bit of an improvement. And the RBIs could be there in that lineup because it's stupid. But I just think he's the type of guy that I could fill the void with later in the draft. And I would rather take other guys at that point who will provide me with much more value, especially in a roto situation. You know, DJ LeMahieu 
is a guy going around him. I'd rather have him. Uh, if you're talking outfielders wise, I'd rather have Marte. I'd, I'd rather have Starling Marte for sure. Mm-hmm. I would just because I can get more balance. Whit Merrifield's another guy, mm-hmm. and these aren't these aren't bangers like him. So it's a different profile, but they do play the same position. And you can go down in the draft later on and fill in the void that Eloy would provide for you with power. I think power bats are easily filled, and I think we all know that. That's not news out there. So I just think it's too high. It's too soon, unless he has this banner year where he hits like 290, 300, 35 home runs, and he's like, you know, triple digits in runs and RBIs and all this stuff. He's not going to steal. That's all, That's gone. So I don't get it. I don't... I get it. He's talented, so they're probably we're drafting on the hope that he'll be special, and he is a special player, but he's not that special. Yeah. So there you go. That's how there I feel go. about it. So let it be written. So let it be done. All right. Those are our buttercups. Those are done, and now we can wrap up that segment. And then we got we're almost done here, Mike. We are almost to the end of this wonderful show, the Hey It's Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, where we're going to do shine or ride the pine. We're going to get predictions from you on players. As we close out our Buttercup segment. I did play the Buttercup song earlier, and I forgot to do that. So if you guys need to uh, take a dump or something real quick, it's a perfect time to do that right now. That's it. That's what those butters cups do. They build you up, and then you'll build them up, and then we'll make a mistake by drafting them where they're being taken. Don't do it. Don't fall for the buttercup lie, folks. All right. We're with Michael Simeone, SB Streamer. If you don't know who he is by now, boy, I assume you're just not paying attention. So, But for some reason, you don't know who he is. SBStreamer.com is a website. A lot of opportunities there. You can sign up for membership, read the articles. A lot, lot of good stuff. There's the podcast, of course, with my guy, Doug Ishikawa, one of the best in the business. Him and Michael together, unstoppable duo. Please check them out and give them support if for some reason you've not heard of these people, which seems unlikely, but I guess you never know. You never know what people are up to. Uh, Shrimpo Captain checked in here. He says, Eloy Jimenez gets a bump since he hits around future MVP, Yoan Mancada. Now, that is true. <laughs> that is true, Shrimp Boat Captain. Thank you. Um, Shrimp Boat Captain was on the Draft Champions podcast with Simon uh Trippo, how do you say his name? Is it Simon Dice or is it Simon DJ? Anybody know the answer to this? Mike, do you know the answer to this? Do you no. know who that is? No. Yeah. He's cool. He's a, he's a new guy on the scene. He's doing mm-hmm. Slam videos, keeping track of stuff. He's, oh, wait. Yes, yes. He's got some good videos good. out there. Yes. I've been watching. I watched his last two that he did. Yeah. Uh, ah, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like him a lot. I don't. I haven't. I don't know if he's, he called himself Simon Dice or Simon DJ. So I, don't I know. like DJ. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah, I have been the I don't know, it's like an Italian spin or something. I don't know. I either way. Oh, dice. It is dice. Okay. So capital letters. Thank you, Shrimpo Captain. They did a podcast together with Zach. Go check that out. I still have to listen to it. Shrimpo Captain, I owe you a listen. All right. Shine or ride the pine. The best part of the show where we throw projections at our guests and we get predictions from everybody. We're going on the record. We've gone on the record so many times. There's still players we haven't done, and there's players that we've never heard about from Michael because he's never been on the show before. So we're going to find out what he thinks of all these players. We're assuming a schedule of 162 games, no weird stuff. So if for some reason it doesn't go that way, we will 
disqualify any of your predictions, Michael. Does that make sense? Yep. Mike, I've started the doc. I just haven't gone back and listened, but I'm going to pull all our shine and ride the pines since our first guest of 2021, <laughs> Chris Towers, because I need to track how ridiculous some of our predictions are going to be. <laughs> all right. I mean, we've talked probably about 100 players. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've done a billion. We do it every show. So, yeah, we've probably had a lot of repeats. I'll be honest, because I, I don't, I don't think track. we have, to be honest. I really don't. I mean, at least in like maybe the same. We haven't had like the same repeat of a category. Like maybe we've talked about Pete Alonzo, but we didn't talk about home runs every time. Well, they're not repeats, though, because if it's a new guest, then it's a fresh perspective. So that's my when I say, yeah, it might be some of the same hitters or pitchers we've used, but it's still a new perspective. So it's never mm-hmm. an actual sure. repeat. All right, we're going to use Carm Mayorano's projections today. In honor of Carm having his first baby, baby Mia was born yesterday. Him and the wife and the baby are doing very well. Congratulations to Carm and the crew. They did it. It's an amazing feat. Oh, no, that's the wrong button. No, I don't want to. I want to give them a round of applause. Well done, Carm. What an opening day present. Yeah, it's perfect. Now you're going to be a busy boy. Good luck (laughs) with the child. So the fun part's over. No more, fin- no more fantasy baseball. No more Roto Fanatics. Sorry, bud. <laughs> oh, congratulations, bud. Have fun. All right. So we're using Carm's projections, which he sent me a while ago, and I like them a lot. They're a lot of fun. Let's start with pitching. And in pitching, this could be confusing, and it could be messy, and there's no clear, obvious guarantees of a certain amount of innings pitched happening. But we're going to try our damnedest. So... Let's start with Herman Marquez. Michael, Herman Marquez, will he pitch 182 innings or more this year? Shine or ride the pine? Oh, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go shine. Oh, okay. Taking the... Uh, yeah, just it. because I think he's got good durability. Um, I know as a... Um, team like philosophy i guess the rockies like to let their pitchers go deep into games they did it last season so i think they'll continue it this season uh so as long as he stays healthy which he always has i don't see a reason for him not to you know go under that oh that is that is high that's that's a tough one but yeah. I'll, I'll i'll lean he goes over even though i don't know it could go either way <laughs> all right well it sounds like a waffle but you did make a decision deary what about you 182 or more innings pitch yeah, it's a shine. Even if he's getting rocked, it's not like they have anyone else to replace him. So they're just going to keep pitching him until they trade him to the Yankees midseason. I'm going to ride the pine. I think something weird happens. Even if he has a full season, he just doesn't quite get there. If he gets to 177, that's still good, but that's not 182. That's my thought. There's nothing to base it on other than hunches. That's what these are, hunches. All right, next up, how about Dylan Bundy? Dylan Bundy, can we expect 16 or more quality starts? From Dylan Bundy this year, Deary, shine or ride the pine? God, that's tough. Um, I was so out on him, even going into last year. And like Mike, this is the one that you got right last year. Is he was a stud, but it was sixty-five innings. He has not really been anything good. I mean, two thousand seventeen, he was okay. Quality starts. God, I hate quality starts, and I, I play in two leagues where we do quality starts. Sixteen quality starts. I'm gonna ride the pine on it. Michael Simeone, 16 or more quality starts for Bundy. Dylan Bundy. Yeah, it's tough, too. Um, I'd ride the pine on it, too. I think I still think he's going to be good, but I think he's going to take a little step back. I don't think he's as good as what he did last season. But I do All like right. guys featuring the slider a lot. 
Ah, see, that's that's what I want to hear. That's a pro bono bonus. That slider is a great pitch and he used it a lot more to effectiveness last year. Will it last? Who the hell knows? Nobody knows anything. This is all crapshoot. We don't know anything about baseball. We're all fools. We're trying to do our damn best to fit in. I'd, I'd six... book them. I'd book them for double-digit wins, though. Oh, hmm. you would. I would. 11, 12 wins. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you, Dylan Bundy, he he paid off for a lot of people last year, and then we'll see if he does it again in twenty twenty one. I don't see why he would get worse, but you know, things happen. Pitchers are weird. All right, next guy up is Brad Keller. Brad Keller of the Kansas City Royals. Some people like him a lot. Carmiarano has him down for a 3.62 ERA in 2021. Can we expect a 3.62 ERA or lower in 2021, Michael Simeone? <sighs> um, man, his are like spot on with what I'm... I think it ends up being a little higher than that. Um, I would say like a 3.75. But I do like him a lot because I think he's another pitcher that... Uh, I think the Royals are going to rely on him and Minor a lot, and they're going to let them go pretty deep. So I think he's going to get a lot of innings, which will make him more valuable than he actually is. But I would, if I were to like guess a projection, I would say like 375 would be right. All right, Deary. I'd be pretty happy with uh, a 375. God, if this guy could develop a third pitch, I think he'd mm. really have an opportunity to be a really good pitcher because he just does not strike out enough people. He's more of a ground ball pitcher, yeah. fastball slider guy. So I'm going to go above that. It probably hangs a little above four, which I, I think is not that bad in, in that division he's going to play in. But yeah, if they if they can work with him a little bit, have him develop another pitch, if he can get like a changeup or something, start striking out more people, he's a guy who could be on the rise. But I'll ride the pine on that projection. Yeah, I'm going to have to see that one first. I don't have enough faith in him to make that happen. That seems a little, even though it's not that amazing, a 3.62 ERA over the amount of innings he has on pitching, by the way, which is 180. That's pretty damn good. That's a lot so, of pitch. That's a lot of innings. Yeah, it is. So I'm going to I'm gonna ride the pine on it. I I have to see it. Although a lot of people like Mike, so, you know, they like what they see from him. There's There could be, he could be somebody who provides massive return and helps you win a league because he's not that expensive. I just really like him because I focus more so on DCs, so he makes so much sense in DCs. You're gonna get oh. those innings, yeah. Oh, because you want, yeah, from an innings. Yeah, in DCs, you want as many, you know, a lot of plate appearances, a lot of innings, and that's what he gives you. Well said. Kevin Gaussman of the Giants. A lot of hype around Gaussman this year. I still don't know why. I don't know why. But <laughs> you, you guys, you guys want to go either. for it. Yeah, you want to go ahead, go to town. Can you expect a 1.23 or lower whip this season, Christopher Deary? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I, I don't understand the Gaussman love. I guess somebody has to pitch for the Giants, but I hate the division. Um, I, and he's just someone that I've just never targeted, even when he you know came out of the scene with the Orioles several years ago. So I'll ride the pine. Yeah, I'm going to ride the pine too. Uh, um, you know, I, I think the velocity is for real, which definitely helps. But time and time again, we've always talked about the splitter and how hard it is to, um, you know, for that to be a reliable pitch for an entire season. It's just way too erratic. Yep. he's One thing he's never been is consistent. That's the one thing he's never yep. been. So why would you expect him to do it next year, this year? Yeah, I'm with you there. How about Justice Sheffield, though, of the Seattle Mariners? I liked what I saw last year. He was a, he was a highly touted prospect. The Yankees moved him over to Seattle. Can we expect a 1.44 or better whip in 2021, Michael Simeone? Yeah, uh, I'm going to say shine. I mean, um, that sounds high. 
Um, I, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I like the slider. Um, I think he's a little better um, than some people think. I think he's really good at inducing weak contact. Um, and again, another young pitcher who probably can grow a little more, but I kind of like what I saw. I don't know if he's, I, I don't know if I love him as much as other people, um, but I do, he does intrigue me. I don't think he's going to have that bad of a whip. Yeah, that, that would be a disappointment for me if that's the case. Deary, what about you? 1.44 or lower? Hmm, I think I'm going to shine it, too. The problem is, like, he's had issues with, with walks the last few seasons, and we haven't seen a lot of innings from him. I mean, he's only pitched, I mean, he hasn't even pitched 100 innings in the league. Uh, you know, guy who relies on his off-speed stuff, his fastball is not going to blow you away, but like like Michael said, he's got a really, really good slider and a decent changeup, so he's going to throw that stuff almost 50% of the time. That's a pretty high, high, high whip. I will actually shine this. I don't, I, I don't think he's gonna give you 165, 170 innings. I think it's gonna be closer to like a 120 to 135. But let, let's shine that. Uh, like that's a really high whip. I mean, if his whip is that high, that means that ERA is gonna be over five, which I don't yeah. believe is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna shine it as well. I like him as a value play in a lot of leagues where he's going, and I'm expecting a whip at least under 1.40. And if I'm wrong about that, then so be it. I blew it. <laughs> All right, I'm out. No, no, we can't do him. Uh, oh yeah, let's try this. Aaron Savale, your guy. Aaron Savale, <laughs> shine everything, shine it all right now. Will Aaron Savale give us 180 innings pitched this year or more? It's 180 innings, kill me. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna go shine again. Um, really? I. I Again, you got to look at team philosophy, and that's what the Indians do. Um, they just let their guys go deep into games, and if he takes the step that I think he's going to take the step, um, you know, I see him being like a top 20 pitcher. Uh, so if he's going to pitch well, and you know the Indians are going to let him go deep into games like they did last year with him, um, you know, he could be averaging six innings per start, and that's going to get you there. Deary, shine around the pine. I hate these what? innings questions. Yeah, so much. they're rough. And, and everybody else hates them too. I'm, I'm, I'm going to <laughs> ride the pine on this, and I'll flip it over to you guys. Where do you think his ERA sits at this year? Is it between four two five and four five, or under four two five? Under four two five. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would say under four two five. Yeah, I, I, I haven't I, drafted I, him anywhere, but. Yeah, I believe in that too. Like, I mean, through the minors, which you know, he he got four or five years in the minors with Cleveland, and that ERA was was pretty damn good. And in, in seventeen and eighteen, I know it's only A ball and double A, but over a hundred innings pitch, and that both ERAs were really really solid. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of these projections on ERAs with him are, are are just a little too hefty for me. So I think he probably sits closer to four innings pitch. Though I, I will ride the pine. That's 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 a lot of innings. Yeah, I'm going to ride the pine on those innings pitch as well because, oh, well, Zytor says shine. Richard Zito. Sorry, Richard. My bad. He says shine, so I was wrong. 4.13 from Brian for Savale's ERA. 4.13, Brian Rodgers. Okay. I'm going to ride the pine on this because Savale will get, he'll probably have his career high in innings. I don't have any doubt about that as long as he's healthy. But, you know, the most he ever threw in one sitting in the minors was 164, and that was a couple years ago. So it just seems like a lot. It doesn't, it's not indicative of his talent. I'm just gonna ride the pine on that. Yeah, but it's not yeah, yeah. not indicative of his talent. It's tough. 180 is tough. I, I yeah. I go back and forth with how many pitchers we think we're gonna see it. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Whatever. Screw it. 
It's a mystery. It's a t China, China for me, whatever. We're gonna, get, we're gonna get 30 guys that pitch 200 innings this year. Watch it. Imagine, Watch imagine it that would literally break fancy baseball Twitter. Bullpens wow. don't happen anymore. <laughs> this man. All right, how about Craig Kimbrell? 32 or more saves this year, Michael Simeon. Oh my God, right at the pine. I hate that guy. That was <laughs> <laughs> how you really feel. I just, um, I'm going to be a horrible, horrible analyst right now. And I'm going to be extremely biased. I just never liked him. Um, I don't like anything about him. I'm going to literally support this opinion with nothing. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, no, no, not for me. We're going to get all in your face and point out your faults. Yeah, I think really we see what we good. saw last year. Just a, wow. a messy oh, season, news. a disaster season. And that's why I'm taking Wick everywhere I possibly can. Shit. Okay, well, I know some people are banking on a bounce back, and I was kind of one of them. I've been talked into it. I've been talked out of it. It's back and forth and back and forth. Uh, Deary, what do you say here? 32 or more saves? I think I like the baseball player more than that dumb fucking scowl he has on the on the mound when he's out there. But uh, oh. I'm gonna, I am going to throw out what happened in 2019 and 2020. I think he's going to give you some good value. But 32 saves is a lot of saves. We're only going to get maybe three or four guys that get over 30 saves. Mm -hmm. He plays on a team that I'm projecting to finish fourth in their division. So unless he gets traded to another team and becomes their closer, I think he probably gets traded and becomes more depth for somebody else. So I will ride the pine. I don't hate him as much as Michael hates him. I mean, <laughs> unbelievable distaste, which I, 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 I love it, especially because he's a former Red Sox and I can't stand the Red Sox. Uh, I will ride the pine, but I think he will probably give you a little bit of value, maybe 20 to 25 saves. Yeah, you know, I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to shine it. I'm going to think he has a nice bounce back here and he gets turned into trade bait and he becomes a closer someone else. I think I don't have anything to base this on except except the beginning of last year was so awful, but then he kind of righted the ship after the fact. So that's what I'm going to base it on. He was better after those first few innings. That's all I got. I hope it works out. I'll go home and get your fucking shine box. I'm going to shine it all day. <laughs> All right, uh, let's uh, one more pitcher. Yeah, one more pitcher, then we'll move on for this. Because this is SP Streamer on the show, by the way. So I'm going to throw this guy at you. Rafael Montero, he was traded to Seattle from Texas in the offseason. He had a nice little, you know, short sample size last year where it's like, oh, wow, he's the closer, and he looked good. And it was, it was surprising because the Mets gave up on him. He's been left for dead a few times. 25 or more saves, Michael Simeone. Shine or ride the pine? Pine. The Mets left him for dead for a reason. That's because he sucks. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, the four seems okay. I don't really, you know, the the uh, I I don't really buy the the sinker. Um, I I guess I'm biased here too. You know, you pick two relievers. I'm just biased against overall. Um, oh. He's never. He was just wasn't good from that. I just don't trust his talent. I mean. I feel like with relievers, you need those strikeout guys. He's not going to get that for you. Um, you know, he doesn't have a lot of whiff pitches. I mean, the four seam is the only pitch that was above average in terms of whiffs. Um, so I see one pitch and it's not even that fantastic. I just, I can't buy it. I think Andres Munoz comes back from injury and he takes that job because that guy is electric. He throws like 100 miles an hour. He is made to be a closer. And I don't see why they wouldn't put him in that position. So I think even if Montero pitches okay, I still think he's going to lose it regardless. That is bullshit! 
Okay, <laughs> it is. Gary, how about you? 25 or more saves. Montero. I mean, somebody has to close for the Mariners. I just wish it wasn't this fucking guy. <laughs> I mean, what has he shown in his, nothing. what, five, six years in the league? Nothing. He has shown nothing. And it's funny. We talk. It seems like we talk about the Mariners every, every pod. And I like where the Mariners are trending. And I think they'd be trending a lot better if this guy was not at the back end of their bullpen. I don't like what he offers you. I think maybe he gives you 10 to 12 saves to start the season, and then they find something different because I don't think this guy is going to be there long term. There's a reason the Mets let go of him, like Mike said. Uh, you know, he was with Texas last year. I, I don't see it. I just don't see what type of pitch tool that he has that's going to impress anybody. Guy walks a ton of people. Uh, ERA has not been good since he's been up, and uh, I think the Mariners have other options there, so I will ride the pine. Too many cooks. Too many people in the bullpen still. You think Montero's the guy, but like Mike said, there's Munoz and there's others in that pen who could make a difference. Uh, uh, was it Chris Flexen? Is that his name? Flexen as well? Uh, I think I got that name right. Yes. Anyway, that was off yes. the top of my head. Right. Uh, he's another guy in the mix, too. There's a lot of guys in the mix. It's not just assumed. Just because they traded for a guy, they're just trying to fill the bucket with as many closers as they can. I would be weary. I'm going to ride the pine in that as well. I, more than ever, we see committees. That's another point with closers where you, the 30-save season is becoming more and more rare. And the elite guys, Hayter, Hendricks, Chapman, that's it. You know, Diaz, there's not many guys who can do that anymore. All right, let's do a couple hitters. We'll get the hell out of here. That was from Carms Clubhouse on Twitter. Follow Carm Marano at Carms Clubhouse on Twitter. He just had a baby. He needs your support more than ever. Those were his pitching projections. Now we're using Crosby Spencer's hitting projections on rotofanatic.com. Follow Crosby Spencer at Crosby Spencer numerical one. Crosby Spencer one. Hitters. This guy knows pitching. SB Streamer knows pitching, but does he know hitters? Let's find out. Miles Straw. Miles Straw of the Houston Astros. 28 or more steals. Shine or ride the pine this year. Um, I'm going to say pine. Um, I do like him and I think it really just matters if he leads off. Um, at first it looked like he was going to, but it didn't make quite, you know, a lot of sense because it's not like he's the best, like at OBP or anything. Um, and now like as of recent, it looks like they're kind of pushing him down. So I feel like if he ends up the bottom of that lineup, I don't think he's going to get enough plate appearances to get that. Yeah, Miles Straw is a mystery and enigma right now. Deary, 28 or more steals for Miles Straw. Shine around the pine. This guy's playing the wrong sport. This guy's like a wet this guy's like a Wes Welker. He needs to be a slot receiver, feed him the ball immediately, <laughs> and then he just runs down the field. I just don't think he's gonna have the opportunities. I don't think he is going to have a high enough average to stick in that lineup. He's probably gonna slot at the end of the lineup because I just don't think he's gonna give you enough value at the top of the lineup. And they have some other guys and other options. So uh elite speed, but like I think we're looking at kind of like a Billy Hamilton type situation where like just not a good enough hitter to stick in the lineup. It'll be great when he comes in and pinch runs and you know can be in the outfield and, and spell a guy in the outfield when need be. They're gonna give him the opportunities early on. It's just I, I don't see it yet. I need to see more so I'll ride the pine. Because I want to fit in. I don't think Straw kind of, I don't really think he fits in this situation. And he's not going to be the leadoff hitter. It's just stupid. No, no. I'm riding the pine on this all day. Billy Hamilton had 50 steal years. Like four, he had four straight 50 steal seasons from 2014 through 17. But 
the, the Astros need more production out of their guy, and they're not going to let him do. They're not going to let Straw be the guy when there's two. There's other options, and they have a good lineup. I just don't see him being the guy at the top. So, I guess you can steal bases at the bottom of the lineup too. I, I don't know. I just, I need to see it. I gotta see it, Miles Straw. Show me something. Right. I, I, I think he has a ton more value coming in and pinch running, and maybe spells people on on, on defense for a team that's still in contention. They're going to try to win the division. Yeah. Maybe that's if he's good. playing for the Texas Rangers, things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Rangers love to run. That's true. I mean, all projections have him at 27 steals or more. Damn. Boy. Okay, <laughs> well. That's a lot of steals. It's In this day and age, it is. And yet, if he comes right in at like 26 or 25, people see like, well, I was close. You know, projections weren't far off. Oh, here that's you go. Little... Mike, I got I to gotta show you this. So I was I was going through some baseball cards the other day. Check, check this out. See that is? <laughs> Can you see it? It's Brian Hunter, former Tiger. Oh, Brian Hunter. Okay. Yeah, Speaking of steals, sure. he's I think he stole let me see. He stole seventy-four so, bases for the Tigers in nineteen ninety-seven. It's crazy. Crazy how different the game was. But this baseball card is so dumb. He has two is he bases a mask? in between his hands and he has a black mask on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's care. his baseball that's, card. That's why that threw me for a loop. He's wearing like a a Zorro mask. I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> Tops 1997. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, 74 bases. And that's when, like, steals were slowly being... Yeah, things have changed. You're right, Mike. Things yeah. have changed completely. Crazy. 74 bases. We may never see 74 steals ever never. again. All right, let's talk batting average. Nick Madrigal, 319 or better batting average in 2021. Shiner by the pine, Mike. Um... I'm going to say ride the pine. I think he's going to be right around there. That's a little high. Um, I mean, obviously the good hit tool, you know, um, in terms of fantasy, he's been a hard person to kind of draft for me because I feel like that's all you're getting. Um, You're going to get no power with that. Um, But yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, he, the guy's definitely going to... Yeah, yeah. I mean, One he's definitely going to hit 300, um, but I don't know. I think that's a little high for me. All right, 319 or better batting average. Shiner Red the Pine. If, yeah. yeah, sure, of course. Deary, Shiner Red the Pine, a 319 batting average. We, we did this several weeks ago, but I don't remember the number that we were at. It was over 300, and I said I, I did ride the pine on whatever it was. <laughs> Well, but I don't remember what the number was. I, I think he bats over 300, but I, I think it's going to be probably about 305, 307. Yeah. And like, yeah, the only value he's giving you is probably batting average and stolen base. He's probably going to be a guy that might win the batting title three or four times in his career because he's never going to strike out. He's got mm-hmm. amazing Z contact, but he's never going to develop power because he's a midget. He's a little guy. Uh, so I'll ride the pine on this one. He is. Uh, I fell in love with him last year. I was so excited for him, but then he got hurt, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's not durable, and like he doesn't really do a lot." I started to realize I was overly obsessing over the excitement of a guy who brought like a a rare a rare trait because like batting average guys are going away. Guys who don't hit for power and they got speed and average are unique in today's game. And I it, it's got... it's like if he could lead off for them and bat. 320 you know in the next couple of years he could probably score 130 140 yeah. runs and then the value is there a lot more and then maybe yeah. you get 25 30 stolen bases but it's just not there yet because he's gonna right. bat ninth. yep all right uh wander franco wander franco do you expect 
450 or more plate appearances from Wander Franco this season, Michael Simeone. I'm going to say un, uh, under because it's the Rays. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just, I don't even think they're going to need him. You know what I mean? Willie Dunn um, was still there. I feel like they might just not. I, I have a feeling they're not going to call him up till the end of the year. And then maybe use him for like a little playoff run because they're so good at platooning. Um, I just don't think they're, you know, they have so much depth. They just know what they're doing. I don't think they're going to need him. Um, you know, they're going to win as always. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm just going under because, again, I just don't think they're going to call him up till towards the end of the season and just use him for a little run in the playoffs. Deary? Yeah, that's probably 100 games. That, that, that's a little too high. And, yeah. you know, like everybody else who's come out of the pod and we've talked about Wander Franco, it's the Rays. So it's probably not going to happen. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we, we do hear that a lot, uh, but it, it's, you know, for due cause they do raise are going to raise. That's what they do. I will ride the pine on this all day. Willie Adamas is not bad. He's a pretty damn good player still. Unless they trade him, this will not be something. I mean, he might, he could be a utility guy as well. He, he could, he's a very good athlete, so he could play all over probably, but it's too many of that. It's too many plate appearances. No, ride the pine. It's going to take a slew of injuries. Yep. Okay, last one here, and then we'll call it quits. J.D. Martinez. Can we expect J.D. Martinez to hit 37 or more home runs this year? Shine or ride the pine? Michael Simeone. Oh, man. Um, I think he's better and bounces back a little bit, um, especially because I know they are getting video back, right? That is correct. I think so. Um, I, I'm going to go under. I just think... Um, you know, I know he hit he hit 36 in 2019. Um, I think I'd see him around 30 home runs personally, with a with a decent average. You know, a good amount of um, home uh, RBIs and runs. Probably being a little undervalued um, right now in drafts, but I don't I don't know if we see the 40 home run JD Martinez ever again. So I'm just gonna go under there. Wrong. Okay, so he's riding the pine on 37 home runs from J.D. Martinez. Deary Martinez. What do you think, Deary Martinez? 37 home runs or more this year. Shout out to the pine. This one's tough. We haven't talked about this guy. I haven't looked into him. I have zero shares of him right now because he's basically only slotting it at utility. Oh, man, 37 home runs. I think he has a bounce back. I mean, there's no way he's betting 213. I think he'll probably be closer to 300. Oh, man. I mean, the max exit velo was down. I, everything was down yeah, for him. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. I know he's, you know, he's on the wrong side of 32. I don't know. Dead in ball. Yeah, he'll be 34 this year. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, dead in ball. Who knows? I deadened. Even, I don't even care about that anymore. I'm done talking Every time that, that someone says dead in ball, <laughs> I, don't, I just think of dead ball era. It just always happens yeah. immediately. Uh, let's ride the pine. I think he hits 30. Probably has 100 RBIs, uh, but I'll, I'll ride the pine. 37 is a lot of home runs. What do you got shit in your ears? Come on! <laughs> I'm going to join you. I thought maybe I was going to go the other way, but I'm going to oh, ride the pine. Okay. I thought I was going to go, I was going to shine it, but then I, you guys, what you just brought up there are actually some quick points there about Max EV and, yeah, I'm going to ride the pine. I think if he hits 35 home runs, that's a nice bounce back season. 290, 35 home runs, 100 RBIs. That's fine. That's good. Nothing wrong. You no, know, I, I I wonder if he gets traded midseason because I'm not sure mm. the Red Sox are going to compete. Not with that I, rotation. I think, 
Eduardo Rodriguez officially been named opening day starter. What a comeback story. That is a cool Amazing. comeback story. But uh, if that's... <sighs> he even... He eats innings, but he still has, like... He people always hype has him up. little injuries come up. Plus, you got Garrett Richards there, who's made of glass. I don't trust Evaldi. Martin Perez is horrible. Nick Pavetta, who the hell knows? Uh, <laughs> we love the Red Sox rotation over here at the Plaza <laughs> Podcast. I don't know. The bullpen's going to be pretty good, actually. They did make improvements there. I don't know. This is not the Red Sox podcast. Whatever. Just get Matt Barnes out of the closer role. Yeah, Jeez. I feel like Adovino will take it over. Yeah, Indeed. it's only spring training numbers. It's frightening. Uh, Shrimp Boat Captain says, J.D. Martinez, big Ks, no extra base hits in spring training as of this morning. Same same thing we saw last year. The spring training, though, we'll, but that yeah. does, you know, confirmation bias can make that. There was a double. Thank you for the double he hit. All right. Thanks for the fellas. Thanks for the fellas. Thanks for the time, fellas. Good weekend. Thank you so much to Michael Simeon for joining us. We had a great time. Oh, oh shit, I got to ask this before we go. Uh, I traded Glass now for Abreu. This is Sam Jakabowitz in a points league. Would you guys think... That's a good deal. Uh, in a vacuum, yeah, I feel like it's a pretty even trade to, for my, you know, my opinion. I'd like to see who else he has as pitchers, but I think I, I know Sam. He, he, he's got on the show a lot commenting. He has like Degrom, Cole. It's just dumb. He has like yeah. a billion pitchers. So <laughs> uh, if it's the same yeah. team, yeah, then he's fine. But I don't like Abreu, and I don't like Glass now, so I'm kind of torn on that one. Yeah, exactly. I think Abreu is being drafted as uh, his ceiling. But um, yeah, that's yeah. What we saw I mean, last year. I mean, points leagues you tend to lean towards pitchers because they're more valuable. But um, and and Glass now is a little more valuable in points too because of the case. But uh, I don't know. I, I I would just I guess roll with Abreu. It's so hard to give analysis without knowing the context and what exactly. type of league and yeah. what else your roster looks like. Uh, I think one of our first pods this year, I was in on Glass Now. Now I'm out on Glass Now. Like, no, I don't. I don't want any piece of it. Abreu, sure, sure. Abreu is being drafted at the ceiling, like like Michael said. But I mean, he's still gonna bat fourth for like a ridiculous offense. So 100 he's RBIs always- will 100 RBIs will still happen. And the guy, the guy's like a career eight, 285 hitter. So that will mm-hmm. probably still happen. He's not hitting 330 this year, but I think he's still gonna give you some value. Maybe, maybe a little too high right now. Perfect way to wrap up the show. Thanks to everybody who participated. We had a lot of fun on this episode. We covered a lot of ground, too. So we did everything you want to do. We had fun, and we gave you information and data. So hopefully you can make it actionable and apply it to your drafts. We are knee-deep. We are on the brink of the opening day coming all over us. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait for that. Two weeks. It's it's here. We get 162 games. It's, I'm going to cherish it because when the labor strike happens after the season, <laughs> we're going to be sad again. So I let's really think about it. I know you don't. Nobody wants to think about it, but let's so let's really cherish this season. Let's every day is going to be a gift. And I mean that I'm not kidding. Uh, Michael, you know, give us the wrap up. Give us the farewell spiel so people can, you know, connect with you. Uh, yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at SP streamer. Um, our website's spstreamer.com. As we mentioned, we have a membership that's really cool. It's only, I think <laughs> you think I'm no, um, I think 15 <laughs> bucks for the year. Um, and we have a discord chat and we do a lot of cool stuff in there. Um, you know, it's constantly going 24 seven. Um, and then we also have a podcast SP streamer with, uh, Doug Ishikawa and he's at, no so make sure you follow him as well. Love Ish, love coach. 
Deary, C. Deary, 1999. What's going on? I know you're really busy with work, but uh, you got to get refocused here. Fantasy season. I know. Is I upon can't us. stop making promises. This is getting ridiculous because people are actually starting to me- uh, like message me and be like, "Hey, dude, where you been?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're we're two weeks from now. Uh, you know, season opening up. My home league are going to be drafting here this weekend and over the next week. So uh, I promise more activity. I promise more analysis. I've been doing great on the pods. I've been losing big time in the Twitter game. So uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry, my followers. Please still follow me. I will follow you back, and I will step up my game. Hey, it's not your fault. Don't worry about it. I'm Michael Govier, MJ Govier on Twitter, GOV is in Victor, I-E-R, Plaza Podcast, two L-Zs, two L-Zs, two L's, two Zs, uh, Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. Facebook and Twitter, both the same thing. And our YouTube, Palazzo Podcast. That's all you got to do. You don't have to type in the whole, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Show. Just type in Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Utah. Z's. Give me two. Very easy to do. We appreciate your time and energy. Everybody who participated in the live stream today was amazing. Jacobowitz, Brian Rodgman, Trip Boat Captain, Mike Curlin called in. We had our first phone call ever. <laughs> that was amazing. Russell Withers. <laughs> Russell Withers. Amazing mug. We had so many cool people. We got trolled by Wandier Javier, Wander Javier. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Everybody, thank you so much. Brad, Schoolcraft Brad, he's so cool. We got to know him today. This has been a wonderful show. Thank you for your time and energy. We're off until next week. This guest will be wrapping up. Mike's one of the last few guests. We're finally going to slow down on the guests. We'll start talking more about the season. We got position shows we still need to do. We got a lot of work we need to do on the show, and we're going to give it to you. Next week, we'll have Simon Dyson. And Nathan Dockin, he's still alive and well. He's out there. So he's going to join us next week. Those are our two guests. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Michael Simeone, SPStreamer.com, the draft kit. Do the retweet of this show, SPStreamer and Palazzo Podcast tagged in it, and I will give you the free SPStreamer draft kit. Godspeed, everybody. Insane fantasy tags. Why you take that player? You must be insane. Insane fantasy tags. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, Surprise is on our side. <laughs>